The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. the scene immediately following Donald Trump's announcement of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court on the streets of D.C. <laughs> Let the fun begin. They were, they were melting down right off. Is he like the new president? No, no, it's just, Kavanaugh's the new president? No, just, uh, they need some better chance. We've said that before. Uh, Shannon Bream from Fox News last night, who was on the streets of D.C., I believe outside of the Supreme Court, uh, tweeted out, very few times I felt threatened while out in the field. Oh, wow. The mood here tonight is very volatile. Law enforcement appears to be closing down First Street in front of SCOTUS. Then she followed that up with another tweet that said, had to bail on our live show from SCOTUS, moving the show back to the safety of the studio. Huh. So they just kept going. Yeah. That night. At least seven people were arrested in New York City at Trump Tower. Whoa. Because they were protesting there as well. Now, the, um, the protests in D.C., they had a bunch of the politicians out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, these, I think it was Chris Murphy I saw. It may have been, um, no, who's Connecticut? Uh, Senator from Connecticut. Oh. Uh, he was out there. I saw um, Bernie Sanders was out there. Bunch of them. They were all just ready. So do you think they were there with the idea that they may go, oh, oh, that's a good pick. Good. We heard. Uh, no, this was all pre-planned. This is all this is all part of the pageant. This isn't real. Now, for some people, they are that triggered. But the people that are controlling this, this is. This is the George Soros machine. This is all the people and organizations that he's connected with. It's the politicians. This is the pageant. They've known for a while, and they were gearing up for this pick. That's all it was. And it was a bit of pageantry on the other side as well when Trump had his little video that he put out that uh, coming up tonight, it's, it, it's become a spectacle. It's not just, wow, this is an important decision. It's a spectacle. That's what it is. Trump, uh, you know, puts a pomp and circumstance out there that he's going to make the pick. And, uh, you know, the family's out there with the uh, the nominee and all of this stuff. And then the people on the street are melting down. Yeah. And they really don't know. First of all, they don't know if this guy's going to get nominated or, or uh, 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 confirmed. Confirm, yeah. If he gets confirmed, they don't know what he'll do. Uh, based on track record and what was told to us, they would have hated Justice Breyer. Yeah, they would have probably hated Anthony Kennedy based on track record. But those guys, when they became a Supreme Court justice, not exactly what we had hoped for. Sandra Day O'Connor, a bit of that as well. Not quite as bad as Justice Breyer. So they really don't know. So what happened to the well, let's see what's going on here. Let's see what this guy is going to be. No, not to mention the fact that this is the president's privilege and it is his duty 
<laughs> to nominate people for the Supreme Court. That's what he does. It doesn't say nominate people as long as there's a balance. You want left versus right. Make sure there's some liberals and conservatives a mix. And by the way, these same people were not out there with President Trump or Obama saying, are you serious? Elena Kagan? Seriously? She's so extreme. We need more of a balance on the Supreme Court. We cannot have anybody that progressive on the Supreme Court. Sotomayor? Are you serious? Where is the balance? Hell no on Sotomayor. No. It's crap. They just want their way. It's really interesting because as a, as we were watching this at the house, I was I did not see any protests. But as soon as he he named the name, I was like, okay, this is going to cause an issue. But I didn't know it was going to be causing this much issue. Well, and it didn't matter. It could have been somebody more moderate. He could have pulled somebody off the list that was a little more moderate, and they would have, if they had any mark against them that seemed conservative, unless they were actually progressive, they would do the same thing. It's funny you say that because did you see what the Women's March sent out? The oh, press release? Yeah, the yeah, the Women's March had a press release where they... It was already canned. It was a canned press release where they were waiting to fill in the name. I compare both. Of who we picked. Right. They send, you know, they send a, a, uh, a revised version. It's the same thing. So here, let, let me read the press release uh, that went out uh, at 9.39 p.m. Yep. And then the follow-up went out at... Do you have the time of the follow-up timestamp? I don't know the timestamp of the follow-up. I don't follow-up. have the timestamp of the follow-up. So 9.39 time. Oh, no, uh, it went out uh, 22 minutes before that. So it was right as he made the announcement, literally right as he made the announcement. Um, Women's March statement on Trump extremist SCOTUS. (laughs) There's that line. (laughs) Women's March statement on Trump's extremist SCOTUS nominee. Dateline, Mm. Washington, D.C. In response to Donald Trump's nomination of XX (laughs) to the Supreme Court of the United States, the Women's March release. Who do you submit? XX. XX. This huh. is this he's he's not the level of triple X yet. Oh, it's not oh, Vin Diesel. That's a good movie. Right. That's a very good movie. Well, I mean, you know, he was yeah. a spy, he right? Was a he spy was a spy for Right. Now account. he's not the spy, he's not no, triple no, no, X. No, he's no. just double X. Double X. <laughs> but once he gets to the Supreme Court, triple, triple X. X. Ka, 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 so that's reloaded. What you, that's what you get your third. reloaded. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie title. <laughs> that's a good movie title. Scotus reloaded. Scotus Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh wait, that was that was the other set of movies. Anyway, so they just had XX, two, two giant X's waiting to fill in the blank there. And then it goes on. Trump's announcement today is it, and they're quoting, they're quoting people. I know. Trump's announcement today is a death sentence for thousands of women in the United States. Judge Brett Kavanaugh's nominee threatens to blah, blah, blah. But they hadn't put that up at the top. They just forgot to plug in Kavanaugh in that one spot. And they misspelled his name first time. Yeah, well, you could tell because on that one, they misspelled his name, right? Yeah. They spelled it with a C-A-V <laughs> C. as opposed to a K-A-V. <laughs> and then they got it right the second time around. Uh, Even is... though they're like, uh, uh, Doc Thompson is quoted as saying, Trump's pick of is an outrage on... And they're just like, plug in. You know, they're, if they had a video, they're okay, so we need you to can some interviews. Right. And just leave a little space. We just dub in the audio of the name of the person. Right. Come on. It, it would be like us hosting a, a radio show when it wasn't uh, timely. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like recording a radio show mm-hmm. or something like that where you don't actually have topical news. No, you don't. I mean, that's. 
as lazy. It's trickery. It's yes. fakery. It's, yes, very fake. You feel cheated when something yes, like that happens, and I think yes. that's the point. So, yeah, the Women's March, they, uh, they screwed it up. <laughs> Didn't quite get it right. All right, so what's the reaction? Because, you know, oh, I don't know reaction. a ton about Brett Kavanaugh. None of us do. All no. you could do is go through this... One judge's history, look at some of the views, you look at his resume, and you take your best shot. We don't know these people. We don't have a, uh, a great track record because it's lower court decisions and things are different there. You take your best shot. He looks like he's probably pretty good. We said the same thing when it came to Neil Gorsuch. And guess what? He's had some pretty good picks or votes so far. So that's pretty solid. It looks like he's pretty good. But... I think the best determining factor you have is to look at what Democrats are saying about him. <laughs> I've gone to my mindset already where if the Democrats are not agreeing to this, it means it it's must be It's probably really pretty good. good. It's at least in the it's, right it's, direction. It's, it's just a right matter direction. of how. We know they'd be outraged regardless. Yes. But they're pretty triggered yes, by this Yes, like uh, Schumer is super triggered. His entire body is against this. Did you see that statement? My entire self is against this this nomination. Really? You're going to have to pull that one up. I didn't see that actual quote. Pull up. You know, here's a montage, though, of some of the Democrats uh, speechifying about him. We must ensure that we defeat Brett Kavanaugh. All X. our rights are at stake. He is a dangerous man who will endanger our fundamental freedoms. This just must not become the next justice on the Supreme Court. And what that will take is all of us fighting as hard and as long as we can. We won't stand for any nominee, no Brett Kavanaugh, that wants to take away our constitutional rights. Hell no on Kavanaugh. Hell no on Kavanaugh. Things would work better. He's a political animal. He has been for a big part of the formative years of his career. And so he thinks black people um, fought for everybody's civil rights. Okay? They die, and, 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 the, and the youth, and everybody's going to be affected by what he's doing. It's crazy how he can just do this, and how he can do this to our country and our people. A mistake what the agenda is here. The agenda is not just to get rid of Roe, it's to go after Griswold itself so that you can come after contraception. So the minute that he outsourced the decision to those political groups, he knew that he was going to be in for the fight of his life, and he knew it was going to be hard to keep all of the Republicans, some of which um, have a big problem with a court that's going to overturn uh, the, the right to full reproductive health care for women. That was Chris Murphy at the end there. He, it's not just Roe versus okay. Wade. They're actually trying to go after the other ruling he mentioned uh, from years before that uh, targets contraceptives. So it's not just getting rid of abortions. Republicans want to get rid of all contraceptives, yes. too. Yes. That's their goal here. All condoms, all birth They, they want to get rid of all, all of that, that stuff. That's who they are. They're extremists that way. No, they don't. And then the other that uh, he's doing this to our people. What are you our talking people, about? Everybody's people. Like, you're Elizabeth is- Warren there. You had uh, Kirsten Gillibrand from New York all out on the streets. Elizabeth Warren was in, in the studio. Elizabeth Warren also said, Brett. Ka- this is her official statement. Okay. Brett Kavanaugh's record as a judge and a lawyer is clear. Hostile to health care for millions. Opposed to the... Uh, uh, CFPB and corporate accountability thinks presidents like Trump are above the law and conservatives are confident he will overturn Roe v. Wade. I'll be voting no. Tina Smith, the new senator from Minnesota who replaced um, uh, 
Eh, eh, eh. Oh, comedian. Uh, and I say comedian with oh, you know my hand. Not Al Sharpton. No, um, uh, Al Franken. Al Franken. Uh, she said Brett Kavanaugh was handpicked by extremist conservative groups. That's not consensus. Okay. Wait, who said anything about consensus? Yeah. She said we should not be voting until we have a new Congress. And let me be clear, I'll oppose this nominee. Um, who said anything about consensus? Consensus is never mis- mentioned no. in the, in the, in the Constitution. Constitution when it comes to picking these, you know, these uh, Supreme Court nominees. And where was she when it came to the consensus over Sotomayor and Kagan? <laughs> where was she with the consensus then? Where was she with the consensus and balance in the court when it came to replacing Scalia? Why didn't we automatically assume we had to replace him with another progre- or another conservative and not mm-hmm. a progressive? Bernie Sanders says. President Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Brad Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, will be a rubber stamp for an entire right-wing agenda pushed by corporations and billionaires. Where was this? See, billionaires are a problem. Millionaires, oh, that's okay. He's one of those. He's one of them. Until he becomes a billionaire. He said, we must mobilize the American people to defeat Trump's right-wing reactionary nominee. (laughs) Reactionary? What does that mean? Like, like, does do they mean like he reacted to Kennedy's leaving? But here's the thing: that's his job to replace that. Person. No, he said the nominee is though. Oh, meaning Brett okay. Kavanaugh. Hmm. I have no. He's right wing. Mm-hmm. Reacts. Maybe it's maybe Trump. You're right. Maybe he meant Trump reacting to the right now. That's yeah. just weird. Terry McAuliffe said the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh will threaten the lives of millions for decades to come and will morph our Supreme Court into a political arm of the right wing Republican Party. You mean as opposed to a political arm for the uh, Democrat Party? <laughs> Listen, at, Terry McAuliffe would not be out there if Trump had picked somebody progressive and now somebody uh, for uh, Gorsuch and now somebody progressive here. Yeah. If if it was eight to one progressive, he would not be going. Wait a minute, folks. We have done this wrong. Why mm. is there not a balance? They would not care. This is sore losers. That's all this is. Adam Schiff said, given the significance of Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court and the profound effect it may have on a country for a generation on choice, marriage, the ACA, and much more, McConnell must abide by the precedent. He set no hearing until the voters can be heard. What do you mean? By, I, that's one thing I don't get. Why do we have to wait for a new Senate? This Senate is there to work. Right. This was not the presidential election. No. So there's a difference Even if there. it was a presidential election... What we said during the uh, Garland one, you still have to hear that that person. You still have to go through the process. That's what Just I vote said. No, then. yeah, no, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. Just vote no. And by the way, he opposed them waiting when it came to Gorsuch. <laughs> So he's he's flip flop and he's yeah. just trying to get his outcome. We're consistent. I said at the time they should uh, Merrick Garland before Gorsuch. Yeah. Um, I said at the time, yes, they should have hearings on Merrick Garland, and the Republicans should have enough balls to stand up and say, no, we're not supporting this guy because we have the majority in the Senate. Done. That's the point. Elections have consequences. So on the Republican side, they were willing to now say uh, elections have consequences. Why didn't they say it then and say, no, on Merrick Garland. Uh, the election comes up. Here you go. Boom. Now we got Neil Gorsuch. It would have worked out for him anyway. Yep. And now this gives Adam Schiff at least uh, some ammunition to talk about it in these terms. But Adam Schiff, uh, where were you back then? So now you've had a fundamental change. You're willing to go forward, Adam, forever and ever forward that this is the rule. 
Because the next time your guy's in a good situation that's favorable to Democrats, what's going to happen? Yep. You're going to go back to your original ideas. Even the turtle warned him about this. He did. The turtle told him. The turtle. <laughs> Sh- Shannon Watts, the uh, anti-gun nut. And by that, I mean the old lady anti-gun nut, <laughs> not the young kid <laughs> no, anti-gun no. nuts. She said Trump vowed he'd never let the at NRA down. And with the Kavanaugh pick, he chose someone whose judicial record demonstrates a dangerous view of the Second Amendment that elevates gun rights over public safety. The Senate should vote down this nomination. Okay, I'm I'm starting to like the guy. Again, I really don't know much about his his history. You can look at if all votes, these people but, are against them, well, they man, really vetted him, and they good know for them. something I'm, that I'm I don't know. Board. I am on board. If as long want- as he doesn't let the NRA down, we're good with that. <laughs> so his dangerous view of the Second Amendment is that he elevates gun rights over public safety. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's the Second Amendment. Think about how awful that sounds to people. Mm-hmm. Gun rights over public safety. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly how it is. Public safety is really not all that expressed in the Constitution. Nope. The best you have when it comes to public safety, even with a stretch, is uh, protecting our our country, the yeah. military, laying out. That's it. And, by the way, gun rights, which is also about public safety. Yeah, that's how you protect yourself, you idiots. Right. Public safety, as she means, like, you know, people not getting shot in the street. Oh, we have a judicial uh, system. We have a system of laws. Yes. So if you commit a crime, you will be punished for it, potentially. Right? Ladies yeah. for that. That's public safety. But yeah, so if if you mean it, if she means it the way I think she does, then yeah, absolutely. Sounds pretty good. Good deal. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. And I got the Schumer quote. He says, I will oppose Josh Kavanaugh nomination with everything I have. Everything he has. What does he have? I don't know. He's a minority leader for the Senate. Right. So what does he have? I don't know. What's he uh what's he packing? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He got some surprise <laughs> with everything I have. I haven't opened that door in my basement yet. It's down there. Wait till I open that. Wait till it's coming out. <laughs> when I pull the lever on the banister coming down the steps and the steps open, open up. and the dragons in there, mm. like in the monsters, yep. that's where it's going to get legit. That's... With everything I have, spot the dragon. That's what I'm going to do. When, I, when we get to those confirmation hearings and they go, and now the senator from New York, uh, Chuck Schumer, and rawr, mm. the dragon. Yeah, that's right. With everything I have. <laughs> I don't think he has much. I guess with Nancy Pelosi, do like a voodoo thing, kind oh, of witchcraft kind of thing. I know. You oh, forgot. Yeah. He also has a daughter, oh, Emma, Emma, who was named after Emma Lazarus, the author of the poem on the Statue of Liberty. Emma Lazarus, my daughter, Emma Lazarus. That's who she was named after, my daughter, Emma. And spot the dragon. <laughs> Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, we have a lot to get to this morning. Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday, July 10th. Trigger, trigger, trigger. You triggered everybody right now, dude. (laughs) Uh, We'll get some of your tweets coming up. Maybe. Hashtag what I learned today. At Doc Thompson Show. At Real Chris Cruz. A lot of them to get to. And a lot more to tell you about uh, Brett Kavanaugh and other happenings and going on. We'll tell you a little bit more about his political leanings coming up. First, though, if you support people like Brett Kavanaugh Mm. and you support people who are going to have to vote on Brett Kavanaugh, we got the midterm elections coming up. And if you want to see the right thing happen, you got to get out there and participate. And that can mean you actually, aside from voting, going out and marching, donating money to candidates and causes. That's all swell as well. But there's something very simple you can do. Something very simple. Takes five, ten minutes. And it's an ongoing thing that will constantly funnel money to the right people, organizations. And that is switch over to Patriot Mobile today. It's that simple. This is a great company. You will love having uh, done business and continuing to do business with Patriot Mobile. They have great coverage. You don't have to worry about coverage. It's awesome. Great customer service. So you have an issue, they are committed to making sure that they have the best customer service. It only takes a couple minutes to switch over. They're the only non-progressive mobile company in America today. And what that means is that they're not funneling your money like every other company to the wrong causes and candidates. Yeah. Patriot Mobile is doing the right thing. They take a little bit of that money and send it to the right people. And they have a great deal they this do. month as this well. This month, you could get the Motorola E4 or the E4 Plus for just $4 a month. That's awesome. Just 4 bucks. Where else do you get a deal like that? Plus, they have uh, great deals on packages yep. as well. And this, I think this is the best part of them is they could pay up to $1,500. If you switch? If you switch every, per account. Yeah, every account you have up to $1,500 to switch. And that's to pay off your bad <laughs> yeah, bill. Yeah, and, and because like no, you no longer buy a phone. You are leasing Renting a phone. It, leasing it, yeah. So stupid. So Patreon Mobile, man, it, it, and their plan, data plans, I have it. Their data plans are the best. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash doc. You can also just call 800-A-PATRIOT. 800-A-PATRIOT. If you do that, please let them know that you heard about it on our program. But it's 800-A-PATRIOT or uh, PatriotMobile.com slash doc. So last night, as Trump made his uh, announcement of Brett Kavanaugh for uh, nominating him for Supreme Court, uh, Kavanaugh gave a little speechify and moment and uh, Trump was falling asleep. It's was he so late? It was really he? was. He because really, I texted he you. He was tired. He, well, he looked tired. First of all, he looked really tired. But you could see in the background, he eyes closed for one second. The White House camera actually pan away from the president, right? And just was focused get on the judge. He was like, I, "Yeah, he's falling." Asleep. Well, I mean, to get up there, you made Trump had his big moment. He, he announced did. the guy now, and I'd absolutely get it. I'd be standing there too, going, oh, "Okay, I made too my many announcement. Words. So Can many words. Understand. Not that Kavanaugh." No, didn't have a right no, to no, or whatever, no, no, no. But you're just there going, okay, let's wrap this up. I got it's nine <laughs> o'clock. I'm tired. When Chris texted me and he goes, I think Trump's falling asleep. And I was watching. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. But I said, yeah, but he'll be up in a couple hours at two a.m. Two a.m. because he's got to get up to start yeah, tweeting. Tweet three o'clock a.m. You should. Every morning my alarm goes off at two a.m. so I can start trolling. Those are my trolling hours. I check the. The Twitter. <laughs> the Twitters. Uh, but I did like Kavanaugh's uh, joke about his daughter. Oh, he it was awesome. Daughter. Yeah. And it wasn't just the joke. Because what he said, I was like, you know, if you're a kid, you could maybe take that the wrong way yeah. in the future or whatever. Yeah. But he leaned over and high-fived his daughter. Yes. And she was so like, cool. but they, she was so into it. Yes. It was like, yeah. all right. All right, Dad. Listen to this. I have two spirited daughters, Margaret and Liza. Margaret loves sports. 
and she loves to read. Liza loves sports, and she loves to talk. <laughs> and then he, he leads over, and it was it was so genuine. It was, and it wasn't like ah, oh, it's okay, honey. No. I'm making fun of you here no. a little bit, or you're the butt of the joke. The daughter or knows. They were both like, ah, uh, we got the joke in. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was yeah. like when yes, we got and the that, joke. That was so real. Yes, so yes. legit, yes. and. I mean, a lot of times these people, when they bring their families out, it's all very staged or whatever, and there's part of this was. But that showed a uh, more of a real moment mm-hmm. anyways, and I thought that was And it showed cool. the daughter-father the daughter, uh, father relationship that they have. Absolutely. And it showed that she was not only engaged, but accepting of this. I mean, your parents giving you the business, and this goes yeah. down in history. That I know. Like, <laughs> you, could, you could be scarred. Some kids are nutty Whoa, about stuff. What are you doing? You're mocking me my whole I life. I do love to talk, though. <laughs> I do love but she was like, all right, we got it yes. in. Good job. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, uh, get the tweets in, hashtag what I learned today, hashtag what I learned today. You got Scruff Nerf Herder saying, so Kavanaugh is going to pull a Cory Gardner and ban birth control? Do you remember that? Oh, it was, that's right. It was a uh, Democrat, like, created this ad, Cory Gardner wants to ban birth, birth control. control. Yep. What is that? Yeah, that they're just doing the scare tactics. That's all it is. Uh, Stinky Biscuits tweeting out, no, 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 no. Monday was a other show you recorded in case Trump nominated Dewey over Truman for Supreme Court. That's exactly. That's what we... <laughs> Dewey over Truman for... <laughs> we left the blanks in here. Yes, yes. So we just did Brett Kavanaugh. Just yeah, this, dubbed in yeah, over it, whatever. Yeah. We're and we're really actually we're from home right now. You, you, Doc Thompson, you already look good in pajamas. And, Thank you very much. And I look good in my much. little pajamas, too, so... Uh, you got Stephen English saying, I oppose this nominee with everything I have, this paddleball game, this remote control, and that is all I have. Everything he has. Well, nice. Stephen English, nice. well done. Uh, Kool-Aid Drinkers tweeting out what I learned today. Schumer's right. Uh, no, Schumer right before the vote. Release the Kraken! Release the Kraken! Honestly, I want to know what he means by with all I have. The Kraken. What, what do you have? He's got the Kraken. It's ready to go. Okay. All right. We'll see. You'll see. Okay. You can't tell you yet. Okay. See, that's the big surprise. Oh. They're like, what okay. has he got? Yeah, what do you got, old what man? Do you got, the Kraken. <laughs> does he, does he and go the Kraken Irish? just goes in and just scoops up okay. Kavanaugh and eats him. <laughs> like Shrek? That's what it is. It just eats it. <laughs> right. And they're like, ha, how's that? That's what I got. <laughs> All right, uh, so a little more for Brett Kavanaugh's speechifying last night. Um, he uh, gave a little shout-out to Mon Pa. He's an only yes. child. Here yes. he is. Here we go. My mom was a teacher. In the 1960s and 70s, she taught history at two largely African-American public high schools in Washington, D.C., yeah. McKinley Tech and H.D. Woodson. Okay, so that's Her nice. He talked a little bit about his mom. Yeah. She was a teacher. Yep. Yep. It seems to be a precedent, a theme now in 
D.C. You're around uh, politics. Here example taught me the importance of equality it's kind for of a all. Theme here, when you're mentioning your your family and your history, father carried that mail on his back, and his father was a coal miner. And you know, I just was told by my cousin. I didn't realize this that it's my John mother Kasich talking about his dad his being dad, a dad. Uh, Seems to be also, a theme where you, there is a you theme. mentioned what your parents did. On that makes you relatable. Yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah. I went to Yale Law School, but my mom was a simple teacher. Yeah, yeah, and you also have the Marco Rubio. Remember that one, Marco Rubio talking about his parents. Oh, that's right. What were the? Uh, uh, I was raised by a mother and a father who mom? were married with each other. They loved us, and they told us that no matter, it didn't matter that she was a bar, that she was a maid, and my dad was a bartender. I lived in the one country on earth where even the son of a bartender and a maid could be wow, anything he wanted. Sure, he's go. a senator, but Sit mom was mom a maid and dad a bartender. Oh. And remember, um, John um, uh, Boehner, yeah. his dad uh, ran a bar. Oh, was a bar owner, a bar owner, ran a bar. Mm. So mm. that seems it's to be a. Theme where you yeah. gotta I, humble roots. That's what it is. Humble, humble roots. roots is what that's it is. what it is. You know, all we know is Doc Thompson. Your mom was a what? She's factory. Both worker. my po- yeah. po- folks were. Yeah. What about your folks? Uh, uh one actually one was fast actually food workers. Fast food worker. One was actually cleaning uh, hotels. <laughs> so yes. wow, you and Marco Rubio. Oh, we were, actually he could right really there. relate to me. Yes. How very relatable. So yes. when you become senator, yes, you're all I'll set. be. Uh, yeah. Then the uh, Brett Kavanaugh, also speechifying at the White House, uh, gave a little bit more of his history and past and his connection with D.C. All Americans. My mom was a trailblazer. When I was 10, she went to law school and became a prosecutor. Okay, here he is. A little more about We DC. met in 2001 when Look we both life. worked in the White House. Our first date was on September 10th, 2001. The next morning, I was a few steps behind her as the Secret Service shouted at all of us to sprint out the front gates of the White House because there was an inbound plane. Wait. In the difficult Wait, weeks that followed... So, hold on. So 9-11... 9-11... He was... At the White in, House. In the White House, yeah, right that's there. Where he, and then the date with his wife. See, was, that seems to be, I mean, they not, didn't ask him about no, 9-11. No. He just included that yes, in there. Yes, That seems to be a theme, too. Yes, it where does. Where were you on 9-11? Uh, that uh, seems to I be was named theme. U.S. Attorney by President Bush on September 10th, 2001. And that next day, my wife, Mary Pat, mm-hmm. did what she did every day. She traveled to wow. the Trade Center and went to her office two blocks from the World Trade Center. And after those planes hit for five and a half hours, mm-hmm. after that, I couldn't reach her. Didn't know whether she was dead or alive. And we had three children at that time, eight, five, and one. And I had to confront what so many thousands of others in my region had to confront. Yeah. The idea that I might become a single parent. Okay, so on, I just want you to know, on September 10th, yes. 2001, yes. Uh, Chris Christie, he was in New York. Yes. And uh, on September 10th, 2001, Brett Kavanaugh was at the White House. At the White House. Wow. Yes. This Powerful is, poem. This is a theme with the Republicans that... You, I don't you, think it's just Republicans. Think I think it's everybody? pretty standard. Yeah, okay. a lot of people. I think in order to be in office, you have to what? Relate to others, so your parents You go down the have... checklist. All right, we need a good backstory. <laughs> First of all, what your parents do for a living? Because you're a rich boy. You went to uh, Yale. Yeah, well, my dad was a professor. That's not going to work. What'd your mom do? Uh, she cleaned houses. All right, that's that's what we go with. Don't mention dad. Oh, Don't no? mention dad at all. No? Okay, okay, okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. Where were you on 9-11? Ooh, I was in D.C. Perfect. Oh, yeah? 
<laughs> Are you sure? Bing. <laughs> I was heading to the Pentagon. We got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, this is where we're It's at. funny because as soon as I saw those, three, those two topics, I texted you immediately. Like, and I was like, come on. why is it that we always have to either go the humble beginnings and tie in somehow 9-11? I was a poor black farmer, I want you to know. <laughs> oh, you were? I was. That's what I was. Where were you 9-11? I, uh, I was poor black farming <laughs> in, uh, in the Capitol building. In Pennsylvania? In, not in Pennsylvania? No, no, no. no, no I no. was actually farming at the Pentagon. You were at the Pentagon? Yeah, I was in the little atrium. <laughs> we have one of those uh, topsy-turvy uh, tomato growers there. Poor black farmer growing tomatoes in the atrium of the Pentagon. Come on, man. Yeah. But I had just flown in from the World Trade Centers. They did not let it go. That's, I did they not, did not, not let, let it go. go. <laughs> okay, that's just nutty. All right, so where does B- Brett Kavanaugh fall on the political spectrum? Well, if you look at his track record, um, he opposed to um, the was the Affordable Care Act and yeah. um, whether or not it was constitutional to expand congressional authority. Um, he uh, has been... He wrote against uh, abortion cases, but he's never issued any real opinion on it. Okay. Um, so all in all, it looks like, yeah, he's done pretty well from a conservative ideology. Um, but if you look at, and I, who is this that, that graphed this? Uh, Exeus. I don't, Exeus. Know to, I don't know how to say their website. All right. They, they graphed the political leanings of all of the current Supreme Court justices and also then Brett Kavanaugh's mm-hmm. and compared them. Where will he fall on Right. There? And if you go to a left versus right scale at the, if the split is in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to the left, extreme left, there's two of them, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor. Mm-hmm. One notch up is Stephen Breyer and Elena Kagan. Mm-hmm. They put then Anthony Kennedy just on the left side. I have to dispute that. I do. I, I absolutely. He's, I mean, they put him right at the middle, but I would say that exact spot, but just over to the right. I actually say it will It will go John Roberts, Dan, Anthony. No, 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 no. Really? Roberts is still more conservative really? than, than hmm. uh, yeah, Kennedy. He's had a couple bad ones, but all in all. But Kennedy, early on, the worst I would say is the two of them together. Together? Just okay. on the right side of it. But yeah, I said, when you really go through Kennedy's track record, he had a couple of significant big fails for conservatives. Even his gay marriage vote was not an outright, hey, queers should be able to get married. No. It wasn't like that. No. It was more from a libertarian perspective. Yes, you do. Um, but his failure was the government shouldn't be telling anybody who, who should do, get married. But based on the facts married? of the case, I could see how he made the ruling. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with it. Um, and then, obviously, uh, some other ones like uh, the Affordable Care Act, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they have him near the middle. Then John Roberts... Then a notch over to the right still yet, Sam Alito. Mm -hmm. Still one more notch to the right of Sam Alito, Neil Gorsuch. Mm -hmm. Then to the extreme right and one over from him, Clarence Thomas. Yep. And almost to Clarence Thomas, they have Brett Kavanaugh. Isn't that fascinating? Based on what they're saying they know of him, he would be halfway between Neil Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas. And Clarence Thomas would be the extreme to the right, Neil Gorsuch, one notch over from him to the left. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool to see where he falls. That's that's pretty solid. That is. That is. Listen, it, you get in that Alito-Gorsuch even mm. realm, I'm going to oh, be yeah. happy with that. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. That, and then, of course, you'll tweet out a link to this awesome sh- yeah. chart. Cause it's, and one thing that you pointed out, Dr. So I would like you to also point it out. 
the spectrum of the GOP nominations versus the Democrats. Oh, yeah. This is really, uh, really an interesting note, too. When I tweet this out, take a look at it. When they lay it out there and they purposely go, um, you know, who was nominated by Republican versus Democrat. And the four extreme to the left were nominated by Democrats and the others all nominated by Republicans. But if you notice, the four that were nominated by Democrats, in other words, liberals at least, maybe progressives, are bunched up. Those four by nominated by Democrats without question, solid all the way to the left. Yep. The ones nominated by Republicans stretched out from just to the left of center all the way across the right spectrum. Fascinating. Meaning the Republicans over the years have been far more balanced, (laughs) much to my chagrin, but nevertheless far more balanced than the Democrats have been. The Democrats are the ones screaming right now, we need balance. Yeah. Um, Even Even though if you take Anthony Kennedy out of that mix... Right. Okay. Even giving them, according to this rating, that he was down the middle, but leaning to the left. left. Right. Okay. Take him out of the mix and you put Brett Kavanaugh all the way over to the extreme. Extreme is Clarence Thomas on their list. Okay. Still, the Republicans, the ones that were nominated by Republican presidents are far more balanced than the Democrats because we still have people that are bunched up towards the center unlike those nominated by Democrats and they're all to the extreme left. So when they're out there screaming, we need balance, you go ahead and show them this chart. Yes. Guess what? It's been balanced for a long time. And even with this nomination, it's still balanced. it is still far more balanced than what you Democrats have ever considered. Come on, man. That picture, when I saw it, I was like, we have to talk about it because it shows that we are more balanced than we seem out there. Right. We seem, oh, you guys are extremists, supremists to the right. No, no, that's not the case. No. And that's actually been a bit of a problem. Yes, exactly. In fact, you know what? Republicans would not be nearly as triggered and want something near somebody nearly as extreme to the right if it had not been for all of the Republican failures over the years. The people like the George H.W. Bushes that are telling you, um, oh, we want conservatives because we're conservative. And then you get their nominations and they're not all that conservative. I mean, if you look at uh, Bush's two nominees, the two that that George W. Bush Mm -hmm. nominated out of all of them up there are Republicans, but down the middle. Yeah. It's Sam Alito and John, and John Roberts. Roberts. You see them how they're kind of to the middle Republicans? Mm-hmm. They are. That's who they are. That's who the Bushes are. Yeah. So if we had not had that over the years, hmm. hey, guess what? Probably wouldn't be fighting so hard on yeah. this stuff. We would have been on the Neil Gorsuch area. Right. Exactly. Yep. 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 All right, uh, I got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, Field of Greens. This is a great product that allows you to eat healthy, as healthy as you can, without having to deal with getting all the vegetables and going through the process and the expense or possibly eating something you don't actually like. It's a simple fix to make sure to eat your vegetables. More and more, in fact, I saw again today a list of the healthiest foods out there. I always see these come up. And we have... A food segment with Chef Patrick, so I always pay attention. We've got a food uh, platform we're going to launch eventually here in the coming weeks. So, And I'm passionate about food. We talk about these things from time to time. So I always see these lists. I talked to a lady just a couple of weeks ago, the nutritionist, and she's like, we've got to stop talking about um, all of these funky diets, even when it comes to low carbs. She said, yeah, you should be eating lower carbs than what Americans have been eating. The problem is we have replaced those carbs with protein. 
Nothing wrong with that, except Americans already get far more protein in our diets than we need. Most of the world, the history of the world, is one where people didn't eat proteins like we do now because protein was expensive. It means killing an animal or eggs. In fact, most of the time it was, okay, eat some plants because they're plentiful, they're around, you can farm those a little easier than even livestock. Go and eat the plants. That was healthy. That's what we should be now. So you've got to replace those carbs you're eating, in many cases, and the fats and the sugars, with plants. Green vegetables, not even fruits. Green vegetables. We are deficient when it comes to green vegetables. That's the truth. We start doing that. All of these other little ancillary things. Well, we need to eat more of this and less of that or whatever. Okay, those are important, but not nearly as important. You eat more green vegetables and you are going to be far healthier. If Americans, if we suddenly said 10% more in everybody's diet, you would see a major shift in healthcare in America, the quality of health and how healthy we are. It would all shift and it affects everything. If you're not going to the doctor as much, getting as many prescriptions, um, uh, clogging up the system... It's going to cost all of us far less. Right? Think about that. Think about if you suddenly, if you knew people were eating that much more healthy, mm-hmm. how much more the government saves in feeding these people as well. Feeding them and dealing with their health care, which unfortunately is just the way it is now. Eat more vegetables. That's the key. And if you don't like them, you can't afford them, you can't get to them, you don't have the time, you don't want to clean them, you don't have the... Just try Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseDoc.com. You take a scoop of their vegetable powder, basically. It's not any type of extract or anything like that. It's actually the vegetables, just in an easy, manageable form. You mix it with some water, drink it down, and you're good to go. It could be other liquids, too. They recommend eight ounces, but if you want it a little thicker, a little more flavor, you use a little less water. Want to use uh, something else to get more of that flavor? Cool. Go ahead and do that. People around here have tried all kinds of things. Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order today. BrickHouseDoc.com and Field of Greens. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Joining us now from Cato Institute is Trevor Burris. How are you, sir? Hello there. How are you? Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Want to get you on to uh, give a quick uh, opinion on uh, President Trump's Supreme Court nomination of Kavanaugh. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, earlier that you, that Kavanaugh was put out next to Thomas on that little sort of left-right scale. And yeah, I don't actually, I don't actually agree with that. I, th- I think that Kavanaugh is basically Roberts 2.0 on, on this oh, in, a, wow. in, a, in a lot of ways. Uh, he's highly connected to the Bush administration. He's about as establishment of Republican as you can get. He worked at all the top legal positions, and he's always been kind of a, a moderate compa- for conservatives on some of these issues. And the biggest one. It, it, Obviously, the biggest commonality here is is Kavanaugh's opinion in the Obamacare case, where he didn't he didn't rule that it was constitutional under the Commerce Clause, but he did. He was the first person to really seriously say it was a tax, and because uh, he said it was a tax, because he said it was a tax, he said that the the 
government, the, the court couldn't hear the case because of a, a law called the Anti-Injunction Act. And, and that, that opinion kind of blew my mind. Uh, and then Roberts came up with it, too. I think, I think he will be almost a swing vote on some of these cases. That being said, he will be more reliable than Kennedy uh, on, on a bunch of these cases. And, and overall, it's a strong pick. Uh, I have some reservations about some of his Fourth Amendment jurisprudence and, and NSA spying and things like that. But overall, especially he's going to reign in the administrative state. I don't I don't see some of these cases like Chevron or our uh, lasting more than five years as long as we can get the right kind of cases to the court so we can make sure that administrative agencies don't run our lives. So um, with based on what we know of Kavanaugh, in your opinion, the places where he is less conservative are those social issues, size of government, fiscal. Is there any any way to kind of group them together? Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not the social issues, so to speak. Um, I think that he would have voted against gay marriage, for example. Okay. But I, I, he's not conservative. He's not he's conservative in the way that Roberts occasionally is not conservative. Okay. So that means eighty five percent of the time. But but he's also very concerned with mainstream judicial stuff. So he doesn't want to be a radical. And and Thomas, for example, is is quite amenable to writing opinions that that I love, where he says my copy of the Constitution doesn't even authorize the Department of Education kind of opinions and. Uh, Kavanaugh would would not write one of those opinions. Uh, okay. he, he would join Thomas uh, <clears throat> saying that uh, you know this per- particular provision is unconstitutional. Thomas always often writes further and says you know not only is this unconstitutional but the whole dang thing is unconstitutional. I see Kavanaugh being a conservative in the sense of not wanting to overstretch. So he's very you know, textualist on his readings and stuff, but he might he might. That oftentimes say that the government has compelling reasons to do things that it doesn't actually have the compelling reasons to do. It's so funny at the center of my world for all of this and everything I am um, and my passion for America and the founding of America and the, the style of government system we have in the Constitution is that personal freedom. And that's what that's that's what most of these cases come down to some sort of personal freedom, size of government, authority of government. And most of the Supreme Court justices are not concerned with that or don't get that. Yeah, well, definitely the, the, a lot of the ones on the left. What, what, what I think the ones on the left don't get, I mean, they'll, they'll be reliable votes often for First Amendment cases sometimes, depending on if abortion or unions are implicated. Mm-hmm. But, they'll, but they'll be reliable votes for, for important freedoms, freedoms of criminal defendants, freedoms from you know, unlawful searches and seizures. But I think what the people on the left don't, don't understand and what, Brad Kavanaugh certainly understands that the most important protections of individual liberty in the Constitution are not the the Bill of Rights, it's the structural provisions of the Constitution that ensure that the, the government is is small and limited in what it can do, and therefore we don't have to carve out rights as, if the government isn't constantly getting involved in our lives, and, and that's where those who are on the right side of that of that line we were discussing are reliable picks, where they care about the Constitution, they care about the structural Constitution, they care about reading the text according to the original framers, they care about the fact that the constitutional structure pres- preserves liberty, and Brett Kavanaugh definitely cares about all those things well if, if, if you're right about um that he's a little more moderate on this that that is a departure from gorsuch why does why does he get the nominee from trump do we have any idea these guys are not that similar that's a really good question. I mean, they all vote together a, a lot of the time, but I think that you'll, you'll see some interesting splits. My, my best guess of, of why Kavanaugh got the nod is because of uh, White House counsel Don McGahn, who had been pushing heavily for him, and of course, the council has a heavy mm-hmm. position in that. He, and he, just, he, he is establishment, and when I was looking at the picks yesterday, that, that going through who might get picked, the biggest knock on Kavanaugh 
given that it's a Trump presidency and it's very anti-establishment Republican, is that he is about as establishment Republican mainstream conservative jurist as you can get. Uh, and so that I thought possibly Trump would hold that against him. But I think at the end of the day, Don McGahn won that debate and said, we know we need this guy. And, yeah. and now we're going to we're going to have an interesting confirmation battle, partially because Kavanaugh has a massive paper trail. I mean, just, uh, you know, 30 years, 25 yeah. years of working and writing opinions, I mean, not even before he was a judge writing opinions in, in the president's office. He worked on the, the Star Commission uh, yeah. going against Clinton. And there'll be just a lot of stuff. You know, you, I, I would never want to go through a confirmation process where they went for 25 <laughs> years of everything I'd ever written and had some Senator Gallup because I wanted right. some, some funny phrase. Trevor, thanks so much. Really appreciate you joining us today. Trevor Burris from Cato Institute. I really appreciate your insight today. Have a great day, buddy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You haven't gotten to one tweet. We're a third of the way through the show. You know what that says to me? What? That we previously recorded this show. <laughs> that this show, that if you're hearing the live stream now, it's been pre-recorded and we're just playing it on the live stream. That's what it says to me. Unless you get to tweets, that's what it's saying to me. Laura D saying, I don't think what Chris said was in English. Where's the megaphone? This is why I don't read the tweets. They're so offensive. <laughs> offensive. So offensive. Are you triggered? I'm triggered. Wow. That's I'm a, triggered. Okay. Uh, you got uh, Mojo JR15 talking about uh, king size bed, hashtag pre-tweet TMB. What mm. does that mean? Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. Uh, you got Florida man saying, also pre-tweet TMB. I'm not brave as Food Beast Pro to put that in my mouth. You're not? He is What specifically are we talking about? I have no idea. I guess this is a pre-tweet. So they're pre-tweeting. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, what so we may the, talk about? We may, what we may talk about. It's like, you know, those, the, it's like the Women's March. They already have a statement out. Is that what it is? That's what they're doing right here. Hashtag pre-tweet? Yeah, it's called uh, pre-tweet TMB. Are people using that? <laughs> yes. Seriously? Yes, see. I'm serious. There it is. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got Mojo again, JR15 saying, hashtag pre-tweet TMB. I find this opinion quite objectionable. Uh, hmm. Yeah, see, it was Lori D who started the hashtag pre-tweet TMB. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, you got James in Louisiana also saying pre-tweet TMB. Once again, Doc forgets the cowbell. Well, that's how you know we're recorded. <laughs> that we forget the cowbell? Yeah, because the cowbell doesn't come across in recording. Oh. Wow. Whoa. Mind blown. If you hear a cowbell, that means we're live. Mm-hmm. You go back and listen to any podcast or whatever, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. cowbell's not there. Mm-hmm, that's how you know. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to listen loud. Because if you don't, <laughs> you're not going to get the cowbell. All bells are automatically edited out. It's the software. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the C42 saying Democrats keep moving the middle. 
The middle. Yeah, you're right. They do. That's been going on for years as well. What the middle is. I'm still shocked about that chart of the Supreme Court justices. Part of me hopes that they are so mobilized, they on the left get so mobilized, that they convince Susan Collins and a couple of the others to not support Kavanaugh. And then he does not get confirmed. Part of me hopes that. Okay. I mean, Kavanaugh, from what we can tell, not just because of the Cato guy, he's not as, I mean, I want somebody way to the right when it comes to personal freedoms. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Clarence Thomas. Um, I absolutely want people that staunch over there. I want Antonin Scalia. That's who I want. But, okay, this guy would likely be a bump up from Anthony Kennedy and Mm -hmm. whatever. So, okay, that's fine. I'm kind of hoping that they don't. Why is that, Dr. Thompson? If the left calls this guy out, too conservative, too conservative, and doesn't get the nomination, I want to know how Trump will react. Okay, I can see that, yeah. I know Trump will not offer somebody more moderate. No, no. That is not Trump's M.O. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it's possible. Trump's M.O. is the, uh, you thought that was bad, how about this? Hold my beer. Right, I mean, that's, (laughs) so do we get somebody more? Yeah. Does, Does he punish them? And by then, would it be after the election? By then, do we still have the senators? Does that mobilize uh, people on the right to say we got to keep the House or, mm-hmm. or the, Senate, the Senate, certainly, um, and hopefully the House? Who knows? I mean, that could be disastrous. Maybe you end up with more senators and he doesn't get anybody through. Then it ends up being a moderate. I don't know. But I would at least, just out of sick curiosity, want to see how Trump would react. That would be a good reaction. I also like to see, because one thing we know about Trump, too, is like, okay, because a lot of people were not happy with the Kavanaugh one. They wanted, I think it was Barrett. Yeah. Um, and if, I also like to know who else was like the top two and three, because you, you got to have at least a backup plan. If this guy doesn't go through, or do you think this is just it? This Trump just said, "I'm only going to pick one. I don't care about anybody else. Just one." Uh, I think he just has a, uh, the one right now. But uh, Trump is punitive. He wants to punish people. That's how he reacts. He yeah. lashes out. So if they don't, I just wonder what he would be. Oh my gosh, he would just beat them senseless. Yeah. Not just about another pick, but about everything. It's going to get really ugly, and I'm curious to. To see what he would do that would be more supporting my ideas, what things he would put out, how he would trigger them even more. So what you're saying is that you want the left to kind of keep triggering Trump so it benefits us. Yeah, in a way, because right now the emotional momentum is with them. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. It may not come anywhere near accounting to anything significant in the midterm election. Okay. They may just womp, womp, sad trombone, not amount to anything. Or maybe there is a blue wave, but they are emotional and motivated. Far more motivated than people on the right are. Oh, 100%. Not even close. 100%. I'll give you that. The only thing people now on the right are motivated is to defend Trump. The yes. The ultimate Trump defenders. That's it. So people on the left more emotionally motivated. If people believe that they are obstructing, which is a stupid phrase, but obstructing his vote or his nomination, yeah, I could see them getting mobilized. Hmm. And, and and it would give the Democrats a win, so it maybe takes a little wind out of their sails. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay, Where yeah, you go, yeah. oh, wow, hooray. So, hey, we do have some power. 
if you think, okay, this guy got through, oh, he got the nomination and he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade and we're going to go back to the dark ages. Again, more mobilized, mm-hmm. more energized for the midterms. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious. Regardless of the politics, I just want to see Trump lash out at him too. I do. <laughs> I, I, the spectacle of it would be, that's all I have oh, left is funny. just the spectacle of it now. Because what I want to happen and what should happen and what's right and what's good for people often doesn't happen. I'm not winning all that often. <laughs> I take these little victories. That's it. You know. So you, you know that we had the guy from the Babylon Bee, the satirical Christian website. Yeah. So yesterday, they came up with a story was saying, breaking news, Donald Trump uh, nominates Alex Jones. <laughs> so I tweeted that. Oh my gosh, Zach Thompson! I trigger so many people on that one. Okay, that can't—that's impossible. What will he do that? It's satirical, you idiots! They <laughs> come on. It was one of my best. Thank wow. you, Babylon B. If they believe that, that shows how delusional <laughs> yes. they are. Really, you're going to really, nominate Alex him? Come Jones. on. We all know Alex Jones is not even close to the White House right now. See, my Roy Moore thing is a joke. Would have worked. My yes, Judge Reinhold would have yes, worked. Yes, can, yes, Can you imagine? Roy Moore would have triggered him because they're like, oh, it's the right-wing conspiracy. Yep. But if he had done the Judge Reinhold, mm-hmm. they would have done, this guy's an idiot. See, they've got the right-wing conspiracy. They're triggered by that. And then they're Trump's an idiot, idiot. group. He doesn't know whatever. what he's doing. Which, by the way, is a common tactic of the left. Yes. Remember, they're smarter than you and they care more than pinky you. Pinky up, pinky up. Right, this is the whole Bush moron. Yeah. Right? That's how they... Now, Trump, he's the moron. And whatever Republicans coming up more. They said Ronald Reagan was dumb. Mm-hmm. That's what their claim was. Mm-hmm. So, George H.W. Bush, dumb, but not as dumb. <laughs> and it just shows how modern. They just equate that to dumb. So, if he had said, I've decided to pick Judge Reinhold. I was a big fan of his movies. And he does have judicial <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be... Well, the Roy Moore is like the biggest slap on the face. Would be it, 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 oh, marvelous. It be amazing slap on the face. Oh, snap. What? Maybe that's the threat you put out. Oh. But how do you do that, though, without kind of like messing this nomination up? Do you leak it? No, you say, if he doesn't go through... You say, I believe he's right for it. He's not an extremist. That's use a word like that. He's mm-hmm. not. You'll say he's a moderate. You say no. he's not an extremist. Okay. And then you say, you let it leak. Uh, where sources inside the White House say Trump <laughs> is uh, <laughs> a little bit triggered by, you know, the opposition. And if he does not get the, con- if Kavanaugh does not get the confirmation, he is going to pick somebody even more conservative. Mm. We've heard the name Roy Moore bantered about. Mike Lee. Uh, it's got Roy no. Moore is even more okay. triggering. Okay. I would do something like that. Does that help or hurt? Um, that will hurt the long game. I don't it will know. it will win the short game because then you get them like oh my god oh my god oh my god like all freaked out for but a you little think bit. It hurts the midterms. It, it hurts the long game. Yes. Still be because wonderful. then oh no of course it'll be worth it because then you'd be like okay we do need kind of that. Hmm. Left on to kind of control Trump. Look at him. He's making this a, a goof game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, WaxRx is waiting for you at usewaxrx.com. They're waiting for you to order the WaxRx system so you can effectively, efficiently, and safely clean out the earwax from your ears. Making sure your ears are clean, very important. Yeah. I realized that even more over the last week. Oh, yeah. Didn't you have a story? 
So um, let's say a week ago, Friday or Saturday. Okay. So a week ago, Friday or Saturday, my wife says, hey, uh, Cubby's ears, uh, saying his ears bothering him a little bit. I go, oh, well, I should probably take him to the doctor, watch him over the next day or so. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't really saying it was hurting and he didn't have a fever, was not acting weird any other so way. nothing like emergency-wise? Nothing. I mean, no other sign than he was kind of like, my ears just bugging me yeah, a little bit. And, and it wasn't even saying pain. He just said it was kind of like weird. You know, and your ears get itchy at times yeah. or whatever. Um, so my wife said, okay, I'll watch him, whatever. Day goes by. Then he had some other symptoms okay. uh, that unrelated to his ear okay. that I started going... We may have to take him to the doctor. And then we had a couple of triggering things that I was like, this could be more serious. So I took him into the emergency room or the little med express kind of emergency room. And uh, I said, okay, he's got these symptoms. I want you to check that. Oh, by the way, it's probably unrelated because the symptoms aren't. But a couple of days ago, he said his ear was bothering him a little bit. She said, okay. So before they got to the other tests, things we were really concerned about, she started doing a regular test. Okay. You know, no Check temperature, listen to his uh, chest, nothing like there. Look in his nose, look in his mouth. She looks in his uh, left ear, no big deal. She goes over to his right ear and she goes, wow, does he have a lot of earwax? <laughs> Doc then, Thompson. Right. Go ahead. What, what's the problem? Where is your wax RX system? Are right. you not using it on your son? And I'm saying to my, I'm thinking to myself. Why hasn't she cleaned his ears out? We've got the, the system. system we the use house. it. It's at the house. I'm not making this up, folks. I swear to you. This is exactly what happened on, I think it was Wednesday. So a couple days after said, And the doctor's like, this is, the amount of earwax he has is stunning. Wow. And she goes, it's actually really dark. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's got an infection. Infection, yeah. It's built up, she goes. And then she goes, wait a minute. <clears throat> what? I think there's something in there. Oh, crap. This is Cubby, right? Yes. In his left ear. And I go, okay. <laughs> she goes, could be there be something in there? And I thought to myself, and I went, it's Cubby. It's yes, Cubby. there could be a Mercedes in there. I mean, the guy. He's the a kid four-year-old, does, right? Yes, he's getting ready to be four. He does whatever the hell he wants. He's out of control. He's, <laughs> he's out of control. I, I, he is. I, I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. Give up. She, I, I'm, I'm at that point. He's out of control. Whatever. She goes, could there be something in there? And I said, yeah. There, there, in fact, I know there is now that you've said that. She goes, it's really dark. Let me. And she takes the little like long tweezers and okay. she reaches in and she starts pulling and she pulls just a fraction of it out. How's Cubby in all this? He's just sitting there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like this. Like at least he's being good about right. it. Right. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't hurt. You know, yeah. she's reaching. And she takes out this, this maybe like. The size of two or three, maybe four pinheads. Just okay, a little got it, chunk. Got it. Just a little knob. And it's black, and she holds it up, and I look at it, and I instantly go, Yep, there's something in there, and I know what it is. It was a little piece of black, like foam rubber looking stuff. Okay, from where? And she looks at me, and I go, Is there more in there? And she said, Oh, yeah. And I said, It's foam rubber from an office chair at our house. I know exactly what it is. (laughs) How do you know this? Because I've been yelling at him for the last month to stop picking the foam rubber on the office chair at our house. (laughs) Because it makes a mess. So, in order to not make a mess, he's like, I'll put it in my ear so dad doesn't know. I guess that's it. That I'm. Keep it right here. He goes, I come in, we have this office chair. And it's an older office chair. I don't care about it. I'm not worried. But the hand, the the arm grips yeah. are like puffy and they have oh, a coating okay. and underneath it is like the that foam. black foam yeah. rubber, right? So 
I, it got a little hole, and then he's been picking it a little bit here and there. Actually, for months he's been doing this, but over the last like about two, three weeks, month, he's been just. I come in and there's the stuff all over the floor, <laughs> and I'm like, "Stop picking this stuff! I don't care about the chair. It's I'm just, just tired mess. of making the mess, yes. and I have to clean it up." This has been ongoing. As soon as I saw that little speck, I was like, "Yep, foam rubber from the chair." You know, if you used a Waxar system, you would have. Had my wife, yes, exactly. That little cup that you put under your ear to catch all that stuff, would it just... So she reaches it, she pulls out the whole little chunk of it. And Does it's it maybe, make that sound too? Yeah, it pretty, I'm sure it did in his. <laughs> and she pulls it out, and it was uh, maybe the head of uh, the eraser at the end of a pencil. Okay. Maybe two sizes of those when it puffed back up yeah. a little bit or whatever, you know? <laughs> and it was all in there. And he was like, oh... I can hear. And I go, how's your ear? And he goes, okay. And I go, can you hear better? Uh-huh. <laughs> How much was this visit? Oh, it's going to be an office of 50, 75 bucks just for that. Yeah. Now, we took it for the other things because we were concerned there could be some immediate issues. Yeah. And as it turns out, there were not. And everything was fine. Uh, yes, still going for some other tests this later this week for some other <laughs> stuff or whatever, but it looks fine. But yeah, pulled that stuff out and I was like, mm-hmm, okay. I couldn't even be mad. I was just like, yep, I knew. <laughs> oh, this could have been prevented if you and I would have used that I wax. Was, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, what is that phone? Son of a gun, it's the office chair. <laughs> so I, on the way home, I'm like, you know, maybe you stop picking at the office chair now and certainly don't put it in your ear, okay? <laughs> I only think if, if Cubby, if I was being nominated for the Supreme Court, same scenario. I'm there with Trump, and he's like, nominating Doc Thompson. He has a long judicial history. And I look over, I would be the whole time going to, will you stop? I've got to give this speech. Would you take care? Put that, stop picking at that arm of the chair. Don't put it in your ear. <laughs> Leave Trump alone. Leave, Leave Trump stop, alone. Stop, stop. That's what I'd be doing. You not control him. And we just stop. And then, then he would be going, Appa, I got this. <laughs> Appa, I want to talk. I want to talk. That's that's actually what he'd be saying. I've heard your son say that, and it's so phone. cool. The whole time like, of the I phone. Got this, I got this. I'll talk. I'll talk. <laughs> oh, I've just given up. He's incorrigible. Just I've washed my hands of him. Anyways, try the Wax RX system and uh, regularly use it, and you'll probably prevent things like this. At least you'll know what's in there. Yeah, you're going to leave a lot of it out. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. Promo code you're looking for is radio to get it shipped to your door for free. It's the Wax RX system designed by doctors, three step process to help you safely, effectively, and more cheaply than an office visit. Removing the earwax, foam rubber, and other junk that may be in you or your family's ears. Usewaxrx.com. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I got this. Give me the mic. Give me the microphone. (laughs) That's what it would be. I actually wish I could see it. It would be crazy fun. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. The head of Iran's civil defense, Brigadier General. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who? The, he's the head of Iran's okay. civil defense. He's a Brigadier General. Uh-huh. His name is Rakaz. Uh-huh. He has identified 
an insidious plot against Iran. Ooh. Now, this, we think about cybersecurity yes. and all of the bizarre tech that they've come up with. Yeah. We have those bunker buster bombs and all kinds of bizarre things. The, sky, the, the kites bomb that oh, they right. now with the condoms and all that stuff. Well, this guy, Brigadier General Galazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazahavazah
Now you're getting it. They have a drought right now. See, he's poo-pooing this, but I think his own statement oh. is showing us what's really going on. He says this raises the question not only... Uh, he says, raising uh, such questions not only does not solve any of our problems, but it will deter us from finding the right solutions. Now, I disagree with that. I think clearly this helps you find the right solutions, and those solutions are you got to go after Israel in this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're stealing your clouds. And now we all realize that the world has to stand against Israel and the Jews. Because of Because the- of the droughts. Yes. yes. I mean, California, it's never had a drought before no. now. The last couple of years, never in the history of the world. Arizona. It's always been. Exactly. Right? I mean, look at the drought going on in Arizona right now. And in in Iran specifically. Yeah. They have never had a drought in the history of the world. It's always been very, uh, very humid there. Very green. Very green, humid, lush. I don't think so. The history of the world shows that part of the region has always been very lush. It's called the desert. Well, now it is. It's always been the desert. Now, because of the even uh, the in the Jews. Bible times, it's been a desert. Okay, you got to go back a little farther though. The dinosaurs. Uh, still Why do they have all the oil? Because the dinosaurs what? were there. What? They got the what? oil from the dinosaurs dying. No. And why did the dinosaurs die off? Because they ate all the plants. No, a so meteor. obviously there a were a lot of plants. Took but if down. the dinosaurs were there, they were eating the plants. Okay, I'll give you that. So it was lush at one time, and since then, the Jews have been stealing the rain. Wow. I really would Rain, like be- cloud, and snow. I just say precipitation yes. theft. Can I just be a Jew? Because I want like old, I want part of all these technologies. Now you realize how powerful they are. <laughs> I want to be a Jew now. Now imagine if okay. the Jews could get together with the Mormons because they got all that Mormon money, right? Or Scientology. Oh my gosh, there's the trifecta that corners <laughs> the world, right? They're this close. Jews are this close. So close, so close. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> Got some good twists, Doc Thompson, if you want to get to those. Okay. Is it B from SAV? Yes, B from SAV saying, Doc, Cubby, stop picking your ear. I mean, stop picking the chair. Cubby, am I being detained? Am I being detained? <laughs> also, Doc's tiny sack tweeting out, um, there's a hyena loose in the Blaze Studios. Proof of TMB gate. Uh, no, that's not it. Um mm-hmm. DAV tweeting out, is Doc Thompson saying names or coughing up a hairball? Yeah, what were you trying to do over there? What are you talking about? Were you talking about the general and the meteorologist? Foreign names just sound like you're... Oh, you guys, all of them sound like that? Do you speak Iranian? I do not speak Iranian. Thank you. Okay, there you it know is. what? Thank you. I do not speak Iranian. There it is. Done. So, so it's you don't understand how the names are pronounced. That's no, all it is. No, no, no. Like if you say, uh, you know, Gonzalez... How do you say it like with a Spanish? Gonzalez. Yeah, see? I say Gonzalez. You say Gonzalez. 
Excuse sounds me? very Spanish. Say it again. Gonzalez. See, there it is. Yeah. I'm not French. You just went French on me. Okay. I'm just saying. Paul tweeting out what I learned today. Israel is importing Iran's rain and snow and exporting to Iran dun and sand. Yep. Yep. I think that's, we, we've learned that. We figured it out. I may have to stand with Iran now, now that I know what the Jews are up to. Good for uh, them. Stinky biscuits. Can't help gonna... but think maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. You know, with this technology they have, according to Iran, you know, maybe the Jews would have, oh, I don't know, uh, marketed it. Yeah. Just saying. Or at least make Israel tropical. Well, they got pretty nice weather there, though. They do? I think so. It's desert-esque, but I've heard yeah, it's Yeah, that's very what I'm nice. saying. The desert, I don't, anything desert-esque, mm. I don't like. Um, Stinky Biscuit, tweeting out what I learned today. Iran is run by mm. Alex Jones, our next Supreme Court Justice. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. He yeah. probably works for the government. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. The gay frogs and the fluoride and the TSA pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... The Congressional Budget Office has offered their long-term forecast Uh for the U.S. How do you think that's looking? Not bad. I mean, not good. Long-term forecast. U.S. debt as a share of the economy will surpass all previous records. Of course. Because it it fluctuates over Mm -hmm. the year. The percent of our debt versus the economy. economy, Okay. Uh, at times it's been higher, times lower. We've been on a track where it's been growing. So the amount of our debt as represented as a percentage of our economy will surpass all previous highs within 20 years. Wow. 20 years. We're within 20 years. Oh, within That's 20 the years. the longest okay. it'll be. Okay. Could happen in 5, 10, whatever. But, but within- by 20 years, it will be higher than it's ever been. Now, that's significant because it's happening now. We're yes. on this track or whatever. Yes. But you got to know the previous records and you got to know some of the numbers. Yes. The previous high in American history, our debt versus the share of the economy, our high was World War II. Oh, okay. I can see that. We went all in. We this, went all in. It, this is it. And it was it, there were multiple things going on, too. So you had us coming off of the uh, Depre- Great Depression, mm-hmm. and we enter into World War II, and we kind of bought our way to victory in yes. World War II. We outspent. That's not exclusive, but that's part of it. That was one of the keys to it. We also kind of, because of that, bought our way out of uh, depression. Same thing. We will surpass even our World War II debt to share of economy ratio within 20 years. Wow. Now, assuming that there's no significant changes and we continue on this track, uh, the current level, 78% of the economy to almost 100% uh, of gross domestic product by 2028. And 20 years from there, if it continues and we don't change, we will be at 152%. So right now... We are 78% debt to 100% economy. Wow. Um, And again, within 20 years, it will be 100%. And 20 years after that, on track to be 152%. That has proven to be, in in history, throughout Mm -hmm. history, unsustainable. Wow. It will not last. That's, That's history. Now... There are always some extenuating circumstances, different circumstances. We are in different times. America is also unique uh, in our uh, military might and whatever, which actually shores up you know, some things when it comes to that. 
the changing economy, technology, all of these things play into it. So it's not a, well, we've never had 100% or 112 or whatever it is without it collapsing. You know, so we know that's the definitive. Hey, we may get to 115, 120, it could be whatever. But we know we are nearing a place that is uncharted uh, as far as sustainability Mm -hmm. goes. Where anybody, any country that gets to that point, it will collapse. We just don't know exactly when, how soon. So while we have people that wring their hands and scream at the clouds and say, we're all going to die because of a theory of man-caused climate change, which is at best a theory. That's the best you can say about it. And therefore, they want us to change everything in our lives. We know definitively Mm -hmm. that we are on track to, based on history, not a theory, but based on history, we are on track. We will get to a point where our country will collapse. The economy will absolutely collapse. Yet, you don't hear them saying on the left, $21 trillion in debt. We're a $500 billion deficit this year. They just spend, 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 spend. That's it. There's no concern. We will not be here to see if climate change is real 200 years from now because we are all going to go away because of our debt. At least our country will. And if America goes away, how stable is the world and how stable is freedom? Yep. Maybe they should be tackling this. Well, they say, we're worried about our children. What planet will they have? Great. Okay. That's fine. When's that climate change really going to... Because they keep telling us 20 years, 20 years, 20 years, 20 years. It's been 20 years ever since I remember everything. No. We're nowhere near any of that stuff. So... 200 years, we'll look back and say whether or not they were right. Guess what? We will not exist. Your children will not be around the same way if our country economy collapses. That's truly where we're at. Wow. Now, we can still turn it around. It's going to be rough. It's not going to be easy. And it's likely not going to happen tomorrow as far as any collapse. But we are, and again, based on history, encroaching upon numbers that show we will collapse. Wow. How's that make you feel? Very bad. This is the reason when I see people stockpiling money, he's got a billion dollars. That's not enough for you. No, it's not. No. Because I don't know what's going to happen with any of this stuff, which means you, if you had that amount of money, likely you'd help some people and do of whatever. Course. You're going to help of people course. out. Of <clears> course. <throat> it's one of the things I love about America. But. You get that kind of money, you start going, I'm going to make sure I have some store in a couple foreign countries because I don't know what these nuts are going to do to and America. And we don't blame them for that. And I'm not going to blame them for no. it. No. I cannot do it. Based on these nuts, if these nuts on the left finally figure this out about the economy or stop spending, we pay down our deficit, our national debt, we get the economy solid, we balance our budget, we do these things, I would probably be a little more in line and say, okay, maybe I don't have to stockpile money. But if I had the opportunity, Doc, you just made $500 million. Great. Can I make another $500 million? And then I want to make another billion, another $2 billion. That's yep. what you have to do. I wouldn't yep. be so concerned if it were not for the attitudes of these people. So if you're like me with that, you got to try to find any other way out there to come up with an angle for additional revenue streams. Consider the technology that is, benef- that is uh, being put forth uh, with cryptocurrency. 
If you don't know a lot about it, well, you're not alone because it's really <laughs> difficult. It's confusing. Cryptocurrencies are difficult to understand. Yeah, here's what you have to know. If you just try to learn <clears throat> um, economies, if you try to learn investing, investing, these things are really difficult to master. Yeah, They're that's confusing. One of, yeah, that's one of the things. If- By the way. Economies versus investing, yeah, they're both monetary, mm-hmm. they're whatever, mm-hmm. very different. Yep. Study economics and the economics of countries and global economics. This is highbrow, confusing stuff. So in order to understand cryptocurrencies, you have to understand all of that. Investing, you have to understand economies and how currencies work, yeah. which is a whole different world as well. And then you have to understand technology. Come on, man. Confused. I'm already confused. Each one of these are an area of expertise yep. that people learn for decades and decades and master and try to understand. And we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, here's how cryptocurrencies work. It's a little more than that. <laughs> yes. I guarantee you that the technology and blockchain, tech, blockchain technology will be around for years to come, and it's going to influence all kinds of stuff. Will Bitcoin be around? I don't know. It could collapse tomorrow, or it could be the world currency tomorrow we just don't know likely there are going to be some of these cryptocurrencies maybe more than one that do really well in the short term bitcoin is still up so is litecoin so is ethereum a lot of them are doing well you just have to understand it here's an opportunity to understand how all of these things work and how they fit together and how you may benefit from it with a free online investment training broadcast being hosted by glenn beck it's absolutely free just sign up at beckcryptoshow.com it's beck CryptoShow.com. Just register for it. It's coming up July 19th. Tika from the Palm Beach Letter is going to help lead it. He's also going to share with you uh, some exclusive training on this new market and how you could invest a few hundred and possibly come out uh, really big on the other end. He'll give you the name of three cryptocurrencies that he's recommending, and you'll get to take part in his exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway, all for free. Come on, man. BeckCryptoShow.com. Beck CryptoShow.com. Get a quick break. Come back with more on this, The Morning Blaze. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Do you remember the United States Postal Service's 2011 forever stamp featuring the Statue of Liberty? Yes, I do. Statue of Liberty's uh, design was, um, was released 2011. It's part of the forever stamp. And part of the reason that the post office releases stamps like this, do you mm-hmm. know why they do this? No, I do not. It's all about making money. Okay. The post office makes money, additional revenue streams from new stamp designs. Collectors go in and gobble them all up and then never use the stamps to mail stuff. Mm, So they can't cash it in. So they never cash it in. Mm -hmm. It's like people who collect money. The new quarters come out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They print those up. You keep them. They're not in circulation. As long as you're printing them for less than it is um, the the value of the coin, then guess what? You just made money. So let's say it took, um, you know, uh, it cost five cents to create a quarter. Mm-hmm. 
you just made 20 cents. You sold something that's worth five cents for 25 cents. So the same reason the mint does that as well. The U.S. Mm -hmm. mint makes money that way too. Well, the post office knows this and the post office hemorrhages money. Yeah. It's money that you and I are either going to be on the hook for one way or another, or the post office is going to go away. I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're going to go away any too soon because unfortunately so few people understand that the post office needs to go away. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe 25 years from now when more people die off, truly it's older people, older generation who use it. Maybe the post office goes away as it should because the technology is not used. Uh, or needed. By the way, before you start tweeting at me, Constitution isn't a Constitution. It's not doc, in the Constitution, but it is in the Constitution. Maintain postal routes. It does not say the United States Postal Service must exist and they have to deliver mail six days a week, and we have to have stamps and people in little cars driving up and walking in in uh, knit uh, suits and stuff like. No. By the way, does those not. uniforms never fit. Well, now they don't. They just have them in T-shirts most of the time. It's ridiculous. Anyways, so they put out this stamp. And the post office has been hemorrhaging money. They lose billions of dollars. I think they're, they, were, uh, they were losing $5 billion a year, I think it was, for the longest time. Anyways, they're dozens of billions in debt still, and they don't know what to do. And now they've really become an advertising vehicle. Yeah. yeah. That's all they are. Spam. They spam your house. That's what they do. Something like 60% of the mail or more you get is spam. Bam, it's mail. So, wow. or, or is, uh, junk mail. Uh, junk mail. Yeah. So we have this system that allows people to mail stuff to your house as an advertisement. It's like a billboard or a radio station yeah. or something like this. Well, um, why do we need that? We don't need it. You know, you could just drop stuff off at people's house. <laughs> By the way, do you know you're not allowed to put something in people's mailbox? If you're driving through neighborhoods you kidding me? and you want to just, hey, I'm just blanket in the neighborhood with my business card because I moved in and I do pet grooming. You can just. It is illegal to put in people's post office because oh, that's crap. for official post office use only. Oh, crap. <clears throat> People will still do it at times, but that's okay, the good. case. Like that's the reason you'd see in some older neighborhoods uh, back in the day that have a post uh, mailbox and then a paper box underneath it. You ever see some of the paper? Oh, yes. Yes. Why don't they just put the Florida. paper in the mailbox? Florida Why has that a lot. Why don't put in the mailbox? Because yeah. you can't put it in the mailbox. It's not mailed. I thought that was something else. I thought it was just you no. know, special for the paper. It, it is because they couldn't put it in the mailbox. Wow. Then they moved to the, we'll just put it in plastic and throw, and it, throw it on it there, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So the post office hemorrhages money. And one of the ways that they try to get out of uh, hemorrhaging money, make a little bit more money, is by releasing these stamps. So 2011, they put out the Statue of Liberty uh, forever stamp. And people started collecting them, and they made $70 million profit from the stamp. Wow. $70 million is the profit they claim they made from the stamp. Got it. Still not going to put much of a dent in your $20 billion debt, debt. and counting, but okay, that's at <laughs> least trying. You're, you're trying. You're trying, and it's a lot of cash yes. or whatever. Except now, taxpayers are going to be on the hook for... At least three point five million of that. Why? They're going to make at least three point five million left or less because of copyright infringement. Oh no! So you have to pay for use the Statue of Liberty? No, you don't. No, but the post office did because they didn't use the Statue of Liberty. What did they use? They use an artist's replica of the Statue of Liberty. You goofball. They could have just taken a picture of the Statue of Liberty. 
Yes. And created a stamp. They could have had somebody draw the Statue of Liberty. They could have taken a drone, flown it up, and taken a picture of the Statue of Liberty. They could have done it. And what would that have cost? If they had gotten professional artists together and said, rent a plane, fly fly around, drone, whatever, long distance telescopic lens from a nearby building or whatever, take a beautiful picture of the Statue of Liberty from whatever angle, they could have gotten a spectacular spectacular picture for a couple of grand yeah at most at most yes <clears throat> i say maybe a thousand bucks if you just want to go you know instead get it done. instead the little worker be at the post office who put it together went online grabbed a photo of the statue of liberty they found online bob from playboy <clears throat> and then they realized oh it was a picture of the statue of liberty mm. at new york new york casino in las vegas not even the real one not even the real Statue of Liberty. They didn't even steal a picture of somebody else that had taken a picture of a in real, New York Harbor. Yeah. No. They you took to the New- picture of the fake Statue of Liberty that is, I think, in Vegas. one quarter scale, one, oh, is that, it's, it's one tenth scale of it's the Statue of tiny. Liberty. In, actually, it's probably about one tenth. Wow. Uh, you idiots. This shows that the post office is, just needs to go, man. And what go. makes it worse, the Statue of Liberty at New York, New York, is not the same as the one. It's not an exact replica, even adjusting for size. What is it? They, it uh, he, the sculptor's name is Robert Davidson. And when okay. he created it for New York, New York years ago, this is probably 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. it was, um, it's uh, different. The face is thinner. Yeah. Uh, you can see it's uh, a little more pouty. Yeah. Uh, has a slightly different gaze, all yeah. of this stuff. So you, the artist knew right off. Oh, that's my baby. That's so not the real one. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sued them for copyright infringement. Which, good on you, buddy. That's your work. It is. Good that, for him. Good for I you. know it's ridiculous to say yeah. they're similar or whatever, and it's not, but that's not that's, the Statue nope. of Liberty, and that is his intellectual and property. His, thank you. And you know what? The post office should have known better. Yes. So the attorneys for the post office, oh, which gosh. by the way, cost us money. We have to pay for we that. We have to pay for them and on top of the $3.5 million that was Come given on, to the artist for copyright infringement, argued... Um, that it was, uh, it was virtually the same. No, you know, <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. No, those lawyers. Nope. They said, they said that his design was so close to the original that it wouldn't be a copyright infringement. Uh, that's not how it works. It does not. Sweetheart. That does not. It's, oh, it you, doesn't matter. Ah, uh, taking so many classes on stupid copyrights. That's, it does not matter. It, does it could not. be the same thing, but if it was made by this artist, it's his property. And to show how stupid the United States Postal Service yes. is, to show how stupid they are, let's say they had won this case. Okay. And let's say that sets a precedent. Then I would be able to take post office stamp designs, mm. take a picture of it, and then use a picture of that and say I'm avoiding copyright infringement. Yeah. My buddy Chris could say, here's my picture of something that the U.S. Post Office has copyright on. Yep. Their logo, any other stamps, Mm -hmm. anything, and say, now I'm using a version of Chris's. And, you know. Little remix. Right, exactly. Little remix of whatever you got going on. Wow. Wouldn't I be able to use that as precedent at some point against them? 100%. 100%. 
Fortunately, they didn't win. Fortunately for them, even they didn't win. But unfortunately for us, because we're on the hook for legal fees, $3.5 million. And when I say that they are, um, we're eventually going to pay for this, the post office is quick to tell you, we don't take any government money. Oh, well, that's up. now, first of all, they don't. They don't uh, get you know funded from Congress or anything like that. But they have and did for many, many years. And they are at this level of debt. How are they getting out of it without a handout at some point? Bailout. Can they cut their way out? <laughs> no. If they cut, 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 we're going down to one day a week. We're no longer going to do door to door. We're going to do, you're still on the hook for the past expenses, the debt. Who's going to pay that down? What are you going to do? They're going to come up with something miraculous? No. It's not going to happen. And they can't, uh, you know, deliver for um, US, um, UPS or FedEx or whatever in order to make all that up because they deliver a lot for UPS. Yeah. And people are like, UPS uses them, FedEx uses them, Doc. They do a great job. No, UPS and FedEx uses them because they're cheaper <laughs> than UPS and FedEx because they simply go into debt. In other words, the post office cannot do what they do and be profitable or they would be profitable. So the US or the UPS and FedEx says we could charge more and go do this. Yep. Why would we? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to do so. Hey, if you get a chance, go to BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com and buy some Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a great product that's going to help you get your daily supply of vegetables that you're not getting right now. You get them in powdered form just by scooping some out, mixing it with liquid, drinking it down. You will love it, and it's going to be ultra healthy for you. Each scoop has a full supply of your um, needs for one portion of fruits and vegetables that is according to your nutrition scale. It's not an extract or some sort of derivative or something like that. It's real food mixed with water and you get it. This way you don't have to buy the vegetables, clean the vegetables. Um, You don't have to eat the vegetables if you don't like the taste of them. It's done in handy powdered form and it's all waiting for you at BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com for a field of greens. Of course, you could still get your dawn to dusk there as well. BrickHouseDoc.com. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm looking at Doc's tiny sack. Well, it's a bad way to say that. Hashtag what I learned today. Today's news on the Postal Service Statue of Liberty stamp proves what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. Oh my gosh. I just learned after you raised it. You know what's funny? It is so obvious when you see the pictures yeah. side by side. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's really obvious. Yeah. The, the Statue of Liberty is a little... Yeah. yeah. It's completely different. Even the nose. Look at the nose. It's not the same nose. 
You know, uh, when you walk around New York City, mm-hmm. a lot of these little stores where you can go in and buy trinkets and stuff, mm-hmm. they have little replicas oh, of the Statue do. of Liberty. Yeah. Why didn't they just use one of those? That would have been fine. <laughs> Why did you even go that far? Right. I really want to know who was a worker bee that did this. I really want to know who was a worker bee. I say there's got to be some accountability. You know they yeah. still have a job. They didn't get fired oh. for this. No. They, had, no, this, they, they this got lawsuit molded. started five years ago, too. And why are we just hearing about this? It just came to Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. So it, the stamp was released in 2011, mm-hmm. okay? The artist goes, what up? Yeah. Files a lawsuit. We find out about it within a year or so of that, or it hits the mm-hmm. whatever, the and it's taken five years to come to fruition. <laughs> five years. Uh, Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Real Chris Cruz. The C42 saying, post office funding idea, crypto go postal coin. Crypto. Postal. Go, go postal. postal coin. Crystal go postal. Go postal coin. That's really rough. It, very, very rough. Very rough. Uh, Stinky Biscuit. That's on me. That was a good line. <laughs> Stinky Biscuit turned out what I learned today. Can't wait for the new Mount Rushmore stamp. That's right. That is. <laughs> who is that on it? I have no idea who it is. Random but people. it's funny though. <laughs> okay. It's a render. It's a. It's a uh, artist rendition. That's of, pretty of creepy there. Very creepy. creepy. Very creepy. On that um, note, I think I'll just move on to okay. Ridu Zone. Okay. Uh, if you're having trouble uh, losing weight, you want to get healthier, it's got to be a lifestyle change. You know that. I mean, yeah, you can lose weight, but unless you make that lifestyle change, whether it's big or small, you're probably going to end up back where you are right now. A lot of studies will show that. The lifestyle change doesn't have to be dramatic, or maybe it does for you. Maybe it's something as dramatic as, hey, I'm going completely sugarless, and I'm only going to eat fruits and vegetables and lean meats. Okay, good. Good for you. It's probably pretty healthy for you. Or it could be, hey, I'm going to cut down on this, try to eat more balance, but it has to be something you commit to doing. In the short term, while you're doing that, though, if you want to lose weight, because remember, you have to actually go above and beyond in order to start losing weight. We eat so many more calories than we need and exercise far less that if you make a change in your life, it will likely just to be to maintain where you are yeah. right now. Yeah. We're constantly getting fatter and less healthy. So you can make a significant change and just maintain the weight you have now. Well, a lot of us are trying to lose a little bit and get back on the other side of it. Try Riduzone to get you over that hump. Riduzone is a great product that base, uh, has two basic uh, functions. It makes you feel fuller so you're not hungry constantly. That's the big thing when you're losing. You just start obsessing about it, too, when you're trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that food's in there. I can't. Because it makes you feel fuller. You're not thinking about the food as much. And nope. number two, it boosts your metabolism so you're burning more. Riduzone will help get you over that hump where you can start losing weight, get on the other side, and then start maintaining. And for people that want to continue, that know that a lifestyle change is going to be difficult for them to maintain, Riduzone will be there for you as well. Just go to Riduzone.com. It's brand new technology over the last couple of years. Um, I think the product's only been out a little over a year or so, and people are seeing great success with it. Riduzone, R-I-D-U, zone.com. Coming soon, they got that Riduzone for dogs and uh, cats eventually. <laughs> Works awesome. Riduzone.com. Try it today. All right, let's uh, move on and uh, get to Will Gade. Is it Geddes? Will, how do you pronounce it? Like? Yes. Oh, from uh, the international, uh, the author of uh, Parent Alert, How to Keep Your Kids Safe Online. He's an international security specialist. Uh, tell me about uh, the book. Well, morning, gentlemen. It's, it's an interesting one. This is a book which, surprisingly, there isn't actually a book like this out there. And you would have thought 
The fact that social media activity online, and particularly children's safety online, is such a prevalent subject, and there's usually some story in the news yeah. one day or another, that it's something that you would have thought was out there. And it was something that well, is obviously in demand, but I think especially more so for parents who I think feel themselves getting more and more disjointed from technology and their kids advancing and, and moving so rapidly ahead of them. So, yeah, I, that does shock me. I would have thought there would be dozens and dozens of books uh, uh, about this topic because, yeah, it's something we've all talked about for the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years as social media and Internet has become more popular. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the sort of the wake of the, the Facebook revelations and Cambridge Analytics and about how much data there is that is being harvested about us online, I think it's something that's brought it home a lot more for us, but I think especially in the fact that I, I think many parents feel somewhat lost as to what they can do, how they can advise, and how they can try and keep up with the various types of risks that are out there. And I think, you know, when the publishers came to me initially about writing this book, uh, the big question that they had in their mind was, you know, where do you start? Because I think any parent who's listening into this, who's been in this position, and I'm sure many of your listeners have, Doc, they would have gone, right, well, you know, how do I deal with grooming or how do I deal with cyberbullying or trolling uh, and how can I best advise my child and you go online and there's so much material out there that it's almost overwhelming and a lot of that information is also quite contradictory as well so it's it's trying to get the most accurate gauge and I think hopefully what we've achieved with this book is to try and find that good medium ground with just sensible practical advice for both best practice for the younger kids when they're first starting their digital life through to what I would call crisis management when the older children get themselves unstuck and find themselves in problems. Yeah, because the problem is going to be as a parent, I don't have time. I don't have time to go through all this stuff, Will. I mean, uh, some of your statistics are uh, kids spend six and a half hours online each day. 93% of them use their real name. Sexting is now the sixth top issue uh, that is listed as health concern for U.S. children. And they've got multiple social media accounts. They're on their phone the whole time. I don't have time to monitor all that. So I need things that, that cut to it. What is a parent? What can I do to get me right to it that'll, that'll achieve the biggest uh, amount of things or the greatest amount of things? Well, you know, it's, it's a good point. It's try and consolidate it as best I can. I think the first thing is, I mean, one of the big questions that I've been asked, Doc, was, you know, how in date will this book be in, say, a few months from now or a year from now? And we've got to remember that it really comes back to the fundamentals of, of our own protection and security, if you like, which is that we ourselves as humans are the key to that door. So regardless of how technology is advancing and how quickly and rapidly it's moving, we fundamentally will be the one person that they are looking to hack, whether it be for our identity, whether it be for our personal information, that sort of thing. So the first thing we have to accept is, you know, we have to accept that the digital life is something that children and we as adults are going to have to adopt more and more in our lives. I mean, you take it even in the last 10 years, our entire lives are quite often now consolidated on one single device, a mobile device that we have in our, our back pocket. So first and foremost, you've got to accept it. The second thing I would always advise on is that there's got to be a degree of trust you've got to establish with your child. And that trust can only be established through two things, as I would call it, and that is teamwork, working together, understanding that your child has this entirely separate life to their real life that they are now maintaining online, which will be with a whole new set of friends you know, in certain circumstances, 
And then ultimately, it's going to be talking. It's engaging with your child, finding out who are they communicating with, what are they looking at online. You know, without it becoming snooping and prying, it's just understanding a little bit more of what they're doing. How do we um, practice the best social media and cybersecurity accounts? What, What can we tell our kids or what can we do specifically to say, here are some real quick practical things you can do to make sure they're they're safe? Okay, well, the first thing that I would certainly suggest is how you set up that social media presence in the first place is really key. Now, you, you mentioned about uh, kids having various multiple social media accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they have two Instagram accounts. Now, there is certainly the privacy issue. And many children, I don't, I'm not averse to them having two Instagram accounts and one will be personal and private and the other one will be their, their public persona, if you like. Um, but it's ensuring that they are clearly compartmentalizing what they do privately and personally within that account that they set up with the optimum privacy settings. And I would say privacy settings and understanding those is key because we're hearing more and more stories of apps that are being released, which will give out your location by default, for example. Now, that's a massive concern, particularly with younger children and the potential risk to predators. So privacy settings is the first thing. The second thing, which is just absolute default, I'd say, Doc, is make sure that any account that you set up has two-factor authentication, which is one of the best means of preventing or certainly making it incredibly difficult for someone to hack that account and get into it and get that information. And then whatever you put out online, the one analogy I tend to use is, let's say you walk into your local coffee shop. What you leave on a table, would you be happy for anybody else in the coffee shop, total strangers to see? And if you are, that's what you should be putting online in an account where other people can see it. That's that's just a great standard right there. I think that's huge to just explain that to kids over and over, but because they don't get it right away. But that's a good that's a good metric. Well, it's it's keeping it as simple and as practical as possible. I think if you try and get too complicated, and again, what we've tried to achieve with the book is to keep it in simple, simple terms. You know, it's stuff that whether you are very tech savvy or you're not tech savvy at all, you can understand the logic behind it and that there are some very easily transferable but explainable measures that you can sit down with your child and you can say, look, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And if you make sure that you protect it, you're going to minimize and reduce the numbers of threats and risks that you're potentially going to be exposed to. Because I think, again, it's, it's the uncharted waters of the Internet uh, that are rarely protected, rarely controlled. We're, we're placing a lot of responsibility on the social media sites and Internet sites to have good control measures in there. And as a parent, you can't trust that implicitly. You've got to look at it yourself. Do a bit of research. If your child is using a certain app, go online. Have a look at reviews on it. See what other parents are saying. Uh, If they're experiencing problems, are there moderators within the particular uh, chat rooms? Uh, Are there areas that you need to be concerned about your child potentially being approached or groomed by predators? You know, and it's not just within the most obvious location. You know, there have been a number of cases, and I don't want to share horror stories so early in the morning for you, Doc, and for your listeners, but there are horror stories of of people being groomed through marketplace websites. So it can happen in all sorts of locations. 
So really, some of this stuff really goes back to uh, good parenting practices for many years ago just applied now. Uh, trust your children, but make sure to verify and monitor. Uh, trust is built on you know being trustworthy or proven trustworthy. Um, teachable moments and explaining, right? I mean, these are all things that parents should have done for many years with other tech. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and if you do come late to the game, which a lot of parents might do, it even goes back to some of those basics. I mean, I've talked to many, many parents who will say to me, you can't tell me how I can talk to my kid. Um, and every parent will feel that they know their child the best. And obviously they will to a certain degree. But we even give suggestions about how to open the child up to certain conversations. You know, if the child, and I've dealt with a lot of pretty horrific cases, Doc, where you have children who've got themselves embroiled in some horrendous situation. They've either been groomed, they've been conned online, uh, they've had pictures that have been circulated or threatened to be circulated on social media that they would find very, very compromising, uh, that they will keep it within themselves and they'll be inhibited on it and not wish to share with their parent until the very last minute. And one of the things we also cover in the book is not only trying to get the child to open up and discuss that with you, but also more importantly almost what to do when it's all gone wrong how can you recover that situation because we can be very concerned that as soon as something is out there on the online and in the internet and and in the big digital uh, environments that are out there that is going to be very difficult to retrieve now we do have to remember by default that what we put online potentially could stay there forever so we want to try and prevent that in the first place but there are a lot of things you can do to try and recover it you know, that's a, that's the other side. So a lot of what you're focused on is immediate cybersecurity or or cybersecurity safety in the short term. But the long term, and is this something I have discussion with my son, who's 16 all the time, um, the stuff is out there forever now. You know, I mean, whether it's an compromising picture, but even an opinion, unfortunately, the world we live in, even when you go to get a job 10 years from now, if you mouth off to somebody and it comes out wrong, hey, somebody may look that as they're getting ready to hire you. Absolutely. I mean, and I don't think there is one company these days, regardless of whether it be a big international corporate or it be a small coffee shop for that matter, that won't look online to see through what we call open source, anything that you might have put online, you know, whether it be a compromising party playing beer pong, whether it be a a political statement or an affinity or or even trolling someone for that matter, this is all stuff that could come back and and bite you and haunt you later down the line. And also bearing in mind, you know, uh, when you're 16 or 15 or younger, you're not thinking of the potential consequences later in life when you're going to have a slightly more adult perspective. All right. Where can people find the book? Do you have a website they can go to? They can pre-order. It's coming out next week, Doc. Uh, you okay. can pre-order on Amazon. And so thank you very much for that. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll go ahead and tweet a link so people can remember the name as well, Will. Appreciate you joining us today. Thanks so much and good luck with the book, okay? Thank you for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. The book is Parent Alert, How to Keep Your Kids Safe Online. That does shock me that there's not a, a glut of books like this. Yeah, especially nowadays. I mean, I, we've talked about some of this for forever. Yeah. And some of the uh, fears have been ginned up, unfortunately. Yeah. And But this is a real concern. So again, as a parent, how do you weigh this stuff and say, I have to put time and I have to make sure to protect my kids, but I don't want to wig out. It's good parenting practices in general. Yeah, and one thing, too. Teachable, teaching them, teaching them. You have to trust your kids and you have to teach them what's good, what's bad. And uh, 
And that's one of the things that, you know, Milo is all up to, you know, the games. He wants to be a gamer. He wants to be online. He wants to get a gaming computer. And I was like, okay, you know, once I let that gate open, I, I can't close it back up. Yeah, it's hard to get that toothpaste back in the tube there. Especially if it's a gaming computer. Now, when it comes to, like, other games like PlayStation, Xbox, I could control those a little bit more. But when it comes to a gaming computer and he wants to be a gamer, it's not that much I can control Hard to get that, that. genie back in the bottle. Yeah. What's with the <laughs> It's hard to get that toothpaste back in the bottle and that genie in the tube. It's hard to <laughs> hard to get that. What? I'm just offering affirmations. Yeah, you know? I know, but what, what's with the... Hard to pour that milk back in the jug. You can still pour the milk back in the you jug. You can't unring that bell. Okay, now that one. You can you gotta do it. Yeah. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> yes. Hey, let me tell you about Earthwater. If you're looking for a revenue stream, uh, some uh, maybe uh, full business, Earthwater may have an opportunity for you to either make a couple of side bucks or maybe go big with a full side business. We're talking a turnkey business opportunity that pays 40% commission. And it is being an Earthwater, an affiliate, one of their brand ambassadors. If you register now at at, uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com, theblaze.teamearthwater.com, you will get the opportunity to become an affiliate where you will reserve your position in the network marketing tree with the direct market model that Earthwater is going to launch in just a couple of months where you can become an Earthwater team ambassador. And the, the easy version is this. They give you a code. And if you share that code and encourage other people to buy Earthwater, they're going to pay you a 40% commission. It really is that simple Come because on, unlike similar models that other companies have used, which have been successful and work for people and people make a lot of money or whatever, you don't have to buy and stock up on a bunch of earth water. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lug the product around. You have to go to door to door. You don't have to fill your earth water came in. I'll be over a Tuesday at eight and unload <laughs> the, the water for you. That's all handled through Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's all shipped free, free handling, free shipping through Amazon. You don't have to touch any of that stuff. There's no monthly minimum, no required auto ship, none of that stuff. You just get to make money for sharing the story. Think about how much you could make off of that just by getting a couple of people here and there every month. Maybe your office, maybe some people in your office. Do you have an <laughs> organization that you work yeah. with? Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Sign up today. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. The Morning Blaze inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Did they uh, have they been able to track down the three rape suspects, the illegals? So they knew one, and they arrested one, David Ramos Cortez, twenty seven, found here in Texas, Lubbock, west of Texas, um, and he was part of the three other men who allegedly kidnapped the girls from a day's end and raped them. Yeah, this was northwest Ohio. Yes. It uh, was Bowling Green area, which is south of Sandusky, Youngstown, Toledo, or actually south of Toledo, um, and uh, had allegedly raped the two of them and are on yes. the run. Yes. Okay, and they still have a couple they have to get. Yeah, they get. have two more others on the, on, on the loose, and they believe they're no longer in that area of Ohio. Okay. Uh, the one that they found here in Texas was found under a bed. Okay, well, that's appropriate, I guess, huh? Yeah, I- 
guess. He didn't get far from the scene. <laughs> no, he did not. Maybe it's not the actual scene. No. Um, okay, now these guys are at this point still innocent. Until yes, proven, until proven guilty. guilty. Yep. It's important we may not say that. Yep. But it looks pretty bad for him if you read the details of the case. Yeah. It's not looking good for him. No, it involves two sisters, one 13 and one 14. They were both kidnapped and sexually assaulted. Okay. Uh, these are illegals yes. once again. And again, innocent until proven guilty, but we know the Kate Steinle case. We oh, know many yeah. cases. Uh, now there's a story in the news. An illegal immigrant was arrested for starting dozens of wildfires in Colorado. Why? Forced hundreds to evacuate, destroyed 38,000 acres of land. Hmm. Yeah, his name is Jasper something, uh, Joe Gerenson. Anyways, he's 52. He was taken into custody last week. Uh, he is not a U.S. citizen. He is in the country illegally. Uh, I don't know why he decided to do this. I don't know if he's just a nut, if he's an arsonist, what it is. But these things are happening. And I don't care if illegals commit one one millionth of the crimes that American citizens do, legal immigrants. These crimes would not be perpetrated on the people of America if they were not here illegally. If they were not here, so they have to go. This is what's at stake. It's not a matter of saying, oh, they're just people who want a better way of life. Yes, many do, and I want to do everything we can to help them come here legally. Yep. But the illegals, huge problem. By being illegal, they get to fly under the radar screen when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I'm tired of the debate, which is a failure. I saw a story. Okay. Now listen to this and how it's manipulated. Because right now, I shared a bunch of stories yesterday on how they're manipulating yes. thing in the news. AP, a news story, mm-hmm. and I can't remember if it was a major news outlet, but it talks about a woman down on the Mexican border, the U.S.-Mexico border, okay. who is an American citizen who okay. owns some land down there right on the border, and the feds put in a wall oh, on her property. Yeah, the fence, yeah. It starts off, she does not identify as Mexican or American. Eloise Temez is... Uh, An Apache and her ancestors owned this land a century before the war that imposed the boundary between Mexico and Texas. Now a hulking border wall crosses her backyard, something she says feels like a violation. (laughs) That part of her property in the border town of whatever, southeast Texas, is a vacant area split down the middle by the rusty iron fence, which stands 18 feet high. Since it was impossible to build the wall in the middle of the Rio Grande River, which marks the natural border with Mexico, U.S. federal authorities built it a couple of miles north of the riverbank. That meant some of the land through which the wall already passes and will continue to be built if Trump gets his way are owned by native tribes and private farmers. This is what happened almost 10 years ago to her. And it goes and tells this story, story. right? Mm -hmm. She's a tribal activist. She said, it makes me very sad to see what happened to my property, which was valued by my parents, not for the money, but for what the land produced for us because my father was a farmer. And it goes on to tell this story, how this woman is being violated by federal Mm -hmm. law by building this because it's on her property Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because these people, you know, want to come here. And what is a border anyways, Chris, right? Yeah. Right. It's a barrier for people. Right, and how, you know, this was their land and whatever. And and listen, it's not Americans. We were all immigrants, weren't we? Yes, we were. Then later in the story, it says, that's all that's left of her 12 acres that once belonged to her Apache ancestors Mm -hmm. since the 18th century, thanks to a land grant from the Spanish crown. Oh, hello. So that was not her land. Well, it was her ancestors, but... Yeah, but it was given... So it was owned by the Spanish crown before them. And before then, it was somebody else. (laughs) 
So we only want to go back to yeah. the 18th century. Yes, that's it. Okay, Forget great. about Dead Rats. Yeah. What are you Since talking then, about? No, no, we can't. That's when history started. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the red and everything in the in the set. I mean, it's all lit up. We got CJ in from Earthwater. I'm going to talk to him in just a second, though. But first, I want to get some tweets. It's at uh, Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz on the Twitter, and I think we're trending with what I learned today. We are. We are. Uh, sorry, big, which is awesome. Uh, what are you doing there? You don't seem very prepared. I'm not prepared. Sorry. I tried to pull a prank on you and it worked. I was so focused on the prank that I'm back on. Uh, (laughs) The C42 tweeting now. Did I hear her problem started 10 years ago from the story we just talked about? Yeah, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, that's when her problem started? Yeah. Just 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And that was also, Uh, what was 10 years ago? Hmm, Interesting. um, Stinky Biscuit tweeting now. They owned the land before the ownership. In that area. Well, and this is the problem. Everyone wants to stop at some arbitrary point in history that benefits them. And it's the same thing when it comes to uh, uh, Israel. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you gave it to a 48 or whatever. Okay, you're going to stop there. Okay, this has been going on since the beginning of time, the argument over these lands. So stop with the, well... I'm going to go back to this point because it benefits me. All you're doing is being political. You're trying to win the argument by stopping, stopping at an arbitrary point. You can't do that. You also got Larky Farkin tweeting out what I learned today. The Bowling Green rape case scares the hell out of me. I live within 30 miles south of here. Well, and the bottom line, it should, it should it's scare just the hell anybody. out of everybody when anybody. it comes to this. Human trafficking and, uh, is a huge problem within these communities as well. Which is one of the things that ICE... Is, is fights fight against. against. So you can't go abolish ICE, you idiots. No, exactly. It's a law enforcement agency. If you don't like the way it's being executed or handled, then adjust it. That's fine. It's ridiculous to blame the agents yeah. or blame the agency when the failure is clearly by the people who've set this up or who run the agency if you believe there's a failure. And you don't think it's needed? You don't think we need a security force on the border? So then just come out and say you believe in open borders. By the way, thank you for saying that. I just remember, uh, it just clicked on my head. Demand Mexican elect president called for a border patrol on the Mexican side. Yes. By the way, uh, Mexico has in the past, prior to about 20 years ago, has been very staunch about wanting proper border security. They want it as well. Yes. For a lot of different reasons. It was, uh, I think, Vincente Fox and maybe the guy before him, can't remember what his name was, that actually started encouraging their people to go, their poor folks, to come north Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't have to take care of them and we would be responsible for them, Yep. which is pretty shrewd on their part, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But. That's what they did. So, yeah, yep. there's there's definitely a different attitude. Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Real quick, got to tell you about Patriot Mobile, our good folks over there that are doing really good work. If you're tired of stories like this and you want just the truth to be told and you want your money to be handled right, the only non-progressive uh, company that handles mobile service in America, big or small, is Patriot Mobile. It's not just, well... A lot of them are benign and they're not politically on my side or what I agree with. That's fine. We do business with a lot of people like that and I'm fine. 
they're all actually giving money as part of the cost of doing business to a lot of people and organizations and candidates that you don't like. So check them out today at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. Switch today and do some good for yourself and even your beliefs ongoing in the future. PatriotMobile.com slash Doc, 800-A-PATRIOT, and they have a great offer this yeah, month. Yeah, they do. You could get a Motorola E4, E+, whatever those things are, and you could get them, you know... E4 and E4+. Plus. Yeah, I don't know what those are. Do you know what those are? Of course, they're Motorola's. Oh, okay. And I do know this. They do are really good up water-resistant, unlike my iPhone X that yep. I lost. water-resistant. And... If you switch to them, fifteen hundred bucks credit in order to swap for them. Yeah, it's per account you per have. Account. They'll give you fifteen hundred to switch, so it'll pay off past bills or any issues and again, outstanding money, we, old phone. As we said earlier, you don't own your phone; you're leasing your phone. Yeah, in most cases we just yeah, lease you just leasing your phone. So go switch to them, man. I'm telling you, I got my Patreon. I love my Patreon. Even my son loves Patreon Mobile. Try it today: patreonmobile.com slash docker eight hundred a patriot. CJ joining us now. How you doing, CJ? Well, let's put his mic on. There you go. Uh, glad to have you in the house. CJ's from Earthwater. We want to have him on. Um, they've been a sponsor of ours for a while. I love Earthwater. I drink it regularly. And when I'm done with my run every day, honestly, I go right into that room because we have the five-gallon jug in there. Chug it down. And every morning, my coffee is absolute. In fact, I got to get you some iced coffee. Try with it. It, look, it looks pretty tasty. It well, looks it, pretty tasty. And I've even had Chef Patrick try this. I tell people it's not, it's not a joke. Yeah. Uh, there's something about when I make the iced coffee because the brew is different. You brew with the cold. Sure. Uh, and the more oils comes out, it's less acidic. It works better with those trace minerals that are in the in the earth water and brings out the flavor, and I love it. And yeah. even Chef Patrick's like, I'm telling you, this is awesome. We even told a PR coffee. Yeah, and we told him to mix it with well, it. Well, this, so. this, is, this is how I make my morning shake. So obviously, instead of water, I put yeah. my bananas in there, my powder, some strawberries, and anything else I can find. And instead of using water, I just fill it up with a bottle of Fulham. It's awesome. I mean, obviously, oh. yeah. And the, the full of you're getting, the, yeah, you're getting the pH. And explain how the pH and the minerals. Explain what those yeah, are. So these are natural trace. I mean, obviously, it's a color black. Number one, so don't everybody freak out. I mean, you're not drinking Diet Coke. You're drinking actually <laughs> right. water that's right. laced with over seventy life changing, important trace minerals, calcium, the zinc, the irons, all the things that we're supposed to be having in our normal daily diet, which has been stripped of our food group. So these are natural trace minerals from planet Earth, and they also carry a natural nine and a half to ten and a half pH. I know I'm repeating the word natural, but everything is synthetic these days. I mean, everything is made in a lab. All the pills we buy at the Walgreens or the CVS or the pharmacies, these are all pills we're trying to take. These supplements, which, by the way, yesterday, $4.3 billion industry increased by 5%. Just FYI, in case you're wondering. So we're all taking more supplements because we're all trying to stay healthier and fighting off bacteria and disease. So it's not nothing overly complicated that we don't already all know, but the importance of trace minerals in normal daily diet. Mm-hmm. If you can drink it, permeate your cell walls, goes right into your bloodstream. Obviously, it's going to work a lot faster than eating bags and bags yeah. of spinach or whatever the and case And all is. that's well documented for decades and decades yep. and decades about what your body needs. I remember you telling me a story about um, when you first started trying earth water. I'll get to um, your update in just a minute and the reason we want to sure. talk about it. But you told me a story about, um, uh, you know, you get older and you've been healthier and healthier. And can you directly uh, relate it to? It's not 100%, but that's one of the few changes you've made in your life, and you've been much healthier. Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously, when I started the company four years ago, this is all I've been drinking on a daily basis. I drink it in the mornings. I drink it during the day, like yourself, after work, after a workout. So it is a part of my lifestyle, and that's just my personal decision. But I notice, and of course, sometimes after a while, i got to do my own fact check, as they say sure. in your industry. And I will go without it for like a couple of days just to see how am I going to feel. I'm pur- purposely, I won't drink it for like – 
after work Friday. I won't drink it all day Saturday, all day Sunday. See how I feel by Monday. I don't feel very good because my body craves it. Yeah. And it needs says, look, I'm missing something here. I'm not going to rely on eggs and a piece of chicken and mm-hmm. vegetables. I need this for nourishment. Well, and this is that's how I feel after my run every day. Um, when I go in and I'm like, and I purposely, I'm like, I get a glass of water. No, I'm going to get the earth water because right. I just, my body, like you said, is telling me I, I want those those nutrients, those those trace minerals. Plus the hey. bottle's so beautiful. I mean, how, <laughs> how could you not love this bottle? I mean, my God. Kids love it. Adults love it. Everybody loves it. This has got to be the pre- – it's like the, the Academy Award. This thing is so pretty. Is this, is this you don't want to drink it. Is this a camera picking this up? I mean, come on. No, it's funny because you told me that story, and it sounds nice, and, and maybe it's true, maybe not. But I'm here to tell you uh, the same thing has happened to me over the last year or so. Um, last – a year ago spring, so a little over a year ago, I was sick – I don't know, 10 times in like four months. Every day. You were sick every day. Like I would get over a sinus infection or a cold and it was allergy started it. Boom. And then because of all the antibiotics I was taking to get over it, my immune system was down. I kept getting sick after sick. I was, I told my wife, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I got to nip this. So I went one time when I should have taken antibiotics or they would have prescribed them or tried to and I didn't do it. And the only other change is um, working out on and off and then earth water. That's it. That's the only regular change. And I got ahead of the curve on this stuff. And I've had little bouts that have been much less and only a couple compared with, and I'm not exaggerating, probably 10 times in four or five months. Well, so two things I want to say. Number one is we get hundreds and hundreds of testimonials and they're from People from all around the country, all around the world that have been drinking our product for years, personal testimonies, how it's changed their life. But here's the caveat. Here's the disclaimer I've got to make. Yeah. Most importantly, this product will help change and improve the quality of your life. However, we make no medical claims. No, the reason course. being is everybody's DNA is different. I mean, everybody's right. composition, their makeup, their environment, what they put into their body, what they might have done to their body for the last 10 years. But the most important thing, and again, we're not giving any medical advice. All we're saying no. is when you go see your doctor for your physical, he says, look, you are deficient in blank. And whatever that deficiency is, he's, he's either going to give you a prescription or he's going to tell you go eat some more multivitamins or try to eat right. healthy, try to eat right. But, of course, stay hydrated. And a lot of people don't realize, listen, 70% of our body is made of water. It's the most important you know, part of our life. You will die of lack of food before you will die. I'm sorry, you will die of lack of a water, water for food. hydration before you'll die of lack of food. And even those kids in Thailand, God bless them, they finally got out of there today. The first thing they asked for is water. Yeah. They didn't ask for food. That's right. They said water. I need water. So that's the byproduct, obviously. It's not just the liquid secret sauce, the mineral composition we have, but we also manufacture our product with the purest quality water, pure spring water that's available to us. So it really is, in our opinion, the greatest water on earth. So I love love the product, obviously, but the reason I want to have you in is – to talk about your your changing business model as well, yes. something we've promoted on the air in your commercials, but I want people to understand this too because I really believe that this is an opportunity for people. Without fail, every day, ad nauseum, much to the chagrin of my friends and family and my son, I talk about finding those additional revenue streams. We sure. bring it up on the air all the time. My son was with me over the last week, and I'm like, okay. If you sold 15 widgets a day at a state park and you did this and it was $14 profit, I'm always doing the numbers because that's yeah. that's the world we live in. None sure. of this is this sustainable anymore. Yeah. I think you guys really have an opportunity, a pretty easy opportunity, people for go out and make some money. Yeah. Listen, first of all, we love you. We love the Blaze. We love the Thank Doc you, Thompson sir. Show. You guys have been awesome with us. You've given us some great publicity, great exposure. 
And we even see those weekly commission checks going out the door, and it's got the blaze of Doc Thompson. That's and nice. So congratulations to you guys. So, yes, big, big change for the company. Uh, 2017, we became an online business. We came off of retail store shelves, and people said, you can't ship a 17-pound box to a consumer full of water. We said, yes, we can, because our partner is Amazon, the cheapest, most economic, most efficient nice. method of distribution. So as people became more fans of the product, they go, you know, I love this brand. I want to wear the Earthwater T-shirts t- and the hats, and I love the stuff you do with NASCAR and the uh, MMA and the Academy Awards, and now you're the sponsor of the Miss Earth pageant, and Yes, I've got to fly to D.C. this Friday. And yes, I'm a judge, but putting all that aside. <laughs> so people said, you know, I'd like to get more about how can I make money with you guys? Right. So we created a very simple affiliate program. And the affiliate program allows someone to join us at earthwater.com, sign up, buy one case of product, and now you're an affiliate. With that affiliate, you get your own custom URL. And all you have to do is share the product and share your URL. You don't have to inventory any product. You don't have to have PayPal. You don't have to take checks and go to the bank. You don't have to drive around, deliver anything. It's the ultimate business model that you can literally work virtual anywhere. Your kids, your parents, yourself. Say, here's my URL. Go shop. Try the greatest water on earth. If you like what you see, you're getting it at a discount. So a case of our product, the the ready-to-drink you have in front of you, Mm -hmm. is $50 to the members but $70 on Amazon. So why would somebody want to buy a case of product from Doc Thompson? It's, hey, they're they're saving money, and Mm. Doc gets a chance to make some money, and after they experience the product, they go, you know what? I can do this. So we call it the Uber of uh, retail. It's a a great concept, and uh, we've talked a little bit on the air about Robert Kiyosaki saying this business model is one of the fastest ways for a company to grow a business, so it's smart as well for you guys. Um, We know other companies that have done similar things that have been really successful. Some of their affiliates have gone on to make a lot of money, and a lot of them just want a little extra supplement. So the, yep. whatever people are looking for, this is, I think, is an opportunity for saying, yep. hey, I make 200 bucks extra a month. I pay my phone bill or whatever. I'm retired. Good. Excellent. You Absolutely. don't have to do a lot. Yep. But what I love is you don't have to carry the product around. Right. You don't have to do all of this stuff yourself. It is the simplest I've seen of any model like this. Yeah, click click and ship is what we call it. Click and ship, which is you know go to your URL, you like what you see, click on it, and guess what? Amazon, if you're an Amazon Prime customer, free shipping. Two beautiful words you don't hear very often, free shipping. And again, 17-pound box, mm-hmm. it's going to come right to your front door, compliments of our partner, Amazon. And by oh, itself, by the way, so worth it. we are now in 121 countries around the world. Wow. So hit that applause meter. Do you guys have yeah. one of those buttons <laughs> where it just makes that artificial applause? We'll add it. Yeah, thank we'll you. Post. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're very proud of that. However, the affiliate program is only U.S. and Canada, which okay. is fine. we got enough business here. But you're right. It is the ultimate 1099 business. And Boom, it's a, easy. Super simple. Every single week, we mail out a monster amount of checks, and that is growing every single week as our network grows. So the affiliate program is super simple. Click and ship. Go online. Get yourself a URL. Share. Share it with your – listen, you got the high school uh, volleyball team, the soccer team trying to raise money. And I was at the mall uh, on the weekend getting my new iPhone because my iPhone 7 crashed. And there's these uh, cheerleading camp out there you know, trying to sell something, cookies, whatever – it's a simple group like that could sign up, and now their parents could actually, instead of supporting them by buying cookies, which we all have to do when the kids show up, right. buy some product that the whole family's going to enjoy, and the kids actually make money. Wow. You ready for this? We pay a 40% That's commission. That's huge, huge. Every single week. And you don't have to carry anything. 
You don't have to stand on a street corner with a sign. You don't have to fill up the trunk of your car with products. You don't have to run to the bank and try to figure out how PayPal works. We do everything for you. Amazon ships it. All we ask you to do is share the product and share your URL, click and ship, and you get paid every week. And being healthy and stuff, it's obviously good. It's better than the cookies and that. But it also works so well with athletics. It's it's a natural fit with that stuff. CJ, awesome stuff. Appreciate you sharing the story again. What's next for you guys? What do you have coming up? Anything? Well, you know, we got the pageant, right? Yeah, we have the Miss Earth pageant, our third year in a row. So obviously all the delegates uh, from around the country will be in Washington, D.C. This is an interesting organization. These women truly have a passion to give something back to the community. So Mm -hmm. they talk about everything from, you know, plant life and growing food, sustainability, cleaning up the environment. They're literally in D.C. this week picking up trash in State Park. So, you know, it's a different There's a lot of trash in D.C. to pick up. Hey, oh. Hey, I never got that rigging from my stuff. You've been holding the rigging. You've been holding the bell Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, we have other stuff going on. But uh, the affiliate, you know, people say, you know, who's your celebrities? Who's your stars? And we'll tell you who our celebrity, who our stars are. Our consumers, yeah. the people, you guys, I mean, people that share our product, that's the most powerful validation. I mean, you could have a billboard and have some big A-lister, but people go, that guy got a check to be on the billboard. Exactly. But when you tell your friends or someone down the hall, you say, hey, man, I'm drinking this product. I'm loving it. People go, he's drinking it. He's loving it. That's the grassroots campaign. So it's just... You know, sharing our product, sharing awesome. our story. We love being back on the show and telling you uh, what's I going on. I do have a business. question. You said you're the sure. judge of the pageant? Yes. Okay. Is the swimsuit contest still on the Miss Earth? They have the, the cocktail dress, they have the swimsuit, and then I'm they watching. have the Evie gown. So oh, it's, uh, Miss we're Universe we're took, out their, took it off. T- we're took done. off. We're so good. Good. I don't make the rules. I'm just a judge. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just a sponsor and a judge. Don't get me involved in all the political stuff. <laughs> uh, go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com if you want more information. Appreciate you guys. Stand by. Get a quick break in. We'll come back in a minute with more and uh, wrap things up. But you can get your final tweets in. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Real Chris Cruz with the hashtag what I learned today. Got to tell you about another opportunity for you to kind of understand a way that you could make some money and really understand what is changing tech, and that is the cryptocurrency phase. A lot of people think it's a fad. I don't think it is. The blockchain technology is going to be around. We don't fully know how or where it will evolve, but the more you know, the better off you're going to be. Possibly invest in the Bitcoin. It's still up around 6000 or so. Yep. You invested just a couple of bucks a few years ago. You'd have quite a bit of money right now. Um, will it be around two years from now? I don't know. Likely some of them will. But you can at least educate yourself on blockchain technology and crypto technology with Glenn Beck as he hosts a free online investment training broadcast, which is coming up July 19th. Just go to BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Sign up today. Tika is going to be there. He's from the Palm Beach Letter. He'll lay out the technology. He'll give you the name of some cryptocurrencies that he thinks are likely to do well. He'll at least uh, tell you um, how you can turn some money into maybe a greater fortune and even how you can take part in his $2 million Bitcoin Come giveaway. On, it's all at BeckCryptoShow.com. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All 
righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning plays. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. All right, I learned that uh, ownership of Indian... Lo- what? You're not motivated. What do you mean I'm not motivated? You're not that motivated. I was motivated. I got a little distracted. How did you get distracted? Because I started thinking about getting more with one. Oh, okay. Seriously, I was just like, oh, I get all... <laughs> all right, here we go. I learned that ownership of Indian land only dates back to the 1800s. <laughs> we learned from the Women's March that if confirmed by the Senate, Brett mm-hmm. Kavanaugh will star in the next Triple X movie. Yes, 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 yes. Brett Kavanaugh, Triple X. Oh, Vin Diesel's out, man. He's out. He's done. Brett Scotus. Kavanaugh in. We learned Iran's a desert because of Jews' cloud-stealing technology. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, The end is here. The end of the world is here thanks to XX. XX. Yeah, because I don't know. Thanks to what do you mean? XX. Remember the Women's March, XX. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, what's the XX, though? I don't know. XX. We're waiting to find out. The announcement will be made later today. And I can't wait for Supreme Court Reloaded coming out this summer. It's going to be big, baby. And once again... Kind of a fail, though. I mean, aren't you XXing, leaving out the most important part? Yes, that's why you're upset. Aren't you upset because of the XX? Right, because because you're like this. I'm telling you, disaster is going to befall your family. There's something dangerous in your house, and it's well, we'll tell you later. XX. It's XX. Is it where? Is it under the sink? Is it in the bedroom? Where is it? Is it in the garage? We'll tell you later. Once again, the Jews are up to controlling the world. One snowball at a time. One snowflake at a time. One raindrop at a time. Okay. Okay. All right. Kirk Jones, spinning the dials radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today what TMB Gate was, and I don't get it. I thought I know we're always live. Right, exactly. So well, I don't get it. I don't get what the whole conspiracy is. Isn't that is. just what somebody would say if they were recorded, though? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's just what you would say to get <laughs> our back to perpetrate this bro- this huge mess. Here to sabotage. That's it. That's yeah. it. Alex Jones is going to be looking into it. He's exposed <laughs> the it. gay frogs. I'm telling you, Clint Beck says those shows are live and they're recorded. <laughs> gay frogs. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm telling you. Gay frogs. Chris Cruz, what if anything did the listeners learn today? C42 saying, we love you, Chris, but you should let Doc Thompson read the tweets. You just got to go a little bigger with it. You kind of petered out there. Don't peter. Okay. B from SAV saying, it's not in the Constitution. Hashtag pre-tweet TMB. It's not in the Constitution. Pre-tweet. Uh, Cobb Young-Un saying, I heard Kavanaugh believes being a vegan is unconstitutional. Uh, could be. Could, could be. be. Could be. <laughs> that is so distracting, Doc Thompson. Go! I, you read Harry the tweets. Tun- Let Tun- me play with the earth water. You read the tweets. <laughs> what I learned today, CNN is advertising special Googles that confirms that there are news in virtual reality. Hey, Kirk. What's up? I think you could read the tweets from now on. Yeah, I think it is. I go big. I go big. home, baby. That completely threw just, me out. Uh, it just took out the whole fun. You, know, you were of better tweets. when you were making up the tweets. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, edit that out, whoa. Kirk. Edit that out so no one hears it. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't get those new numbers out procrastination, but I'll do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming Chet up? Patrick. We have Chet Patrick. And yeah. what does Glenn have coming up? A lot of crap. All right. <laughs> like, what is he wearing like a, today? A robe. A robe. Wow, that's kind of... Did he get the call? Triggered. All right. Remember, the uh, Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. No, Until today. tomorrow, Kirk Jones production. <laughs> Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. <laughs> Wherever you are. I did. Now, you go home. I hate you. Y'all distracted me. What are you talking me. about? It's always all the Yes. Oh. The Morning Blaze.
Jesus. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.